0: And hello, and welcome everyone to the comic multiverse, where the worlds of nerd meet. And man, Matt, I tell ya, I've been, I've been having a week—not even a week—just like the last two days have been like the last two days from hell. We're recording the show late. We're recording it on Monday. We couldn't do it at our regular time because I had a family emergency, and it's just been, it's just
1: been downhill from there. <laughs> uh, and you can, you can tell it's been downhill by the headphones Joel is wearing.
0: Yes, uh, you know, I thought color coordinating would help me feel better, but it hasn't. No, no, what what happened was in here, I can actually show you my, my Yeti microphone that I've used forever. The headphone jack has finally gone in it, which I think is like the last thing to go in it. The on-off switch also broke off a couple years ago, which hasn't been a problem for me, because it's only ever on. Why would I ever turn it off?
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's one of the many reasons why I didn't buy a Yeti, and went with something a bit more that I was familiar with a bit more studio friendly right
0: well this lasted me 5 years and you know a, a fan was really nice enough to send me like a proper uh, like professional quality condenser mic and I didn't yeah. have a chance to set it up because it's like, oh, this is so powerful and so professional. You you need like an amp condenser to go with it. You just can't <laughs> plug it into like a USB. So I'm at the point now where it's like either I learned to master that and spend the money to buy that or buy a new Yeti. I'm probably going to f- set up the actual proper condenser, mic is what I'm going to end up doing. <laughs> but I just yeah, – I-
1: It'll sound amazing when you do, though.
0: I'm, I'm sure it will. Again, you know, I got lots of good service out of this. I can't say I didn't get my money's worth out of this one. But, man, that's that, that that's just problem one. Uh, Again, this is – I didn't think I was going to be able to do the show today because there's been a massive power outage in my area. Something like 10,000 people – well, the whole town. It's a small town. Had no power for like eight hours today because there was like a major Transformer fire. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. Which, goddamn, you know, credit where credit is due to the old people who live in my building. I'm the youngest person who lives here by like four decades. How did they take having no power and maybe not being able to eat, not being able to see because, you know, they're slightly vision impaired? You know what they did?
1: What did they do?
0: They went to the lobby where there's natural light through the big windows and they all got drunk, these old people. They got (laughs) wine and beer and they got fucking shit-faced all Uh, Monday night long. And I'm like, you guys give me hope. You guys are living the dream.
1: I hope one day I could do that. They're getting like, day drunk
0: getting day drunk they're like well no technology uh, no one gonna call us on the phone nothing to do hey let's go to the lobby and get drunk
1: at least we know what will happen during the end of the world oh the power is going out yeah. the, the internet is down oh all the old people are getting drunk mm-hmm.
0: and uh, again like there's terrible light in the condo that i'm in so i'm like okay i'll open all the windows yeah, the sun's not actually on my side of the building, so that's not <laughs> doing much. But from the hours of, like, six to eight, I got, like, an actual physical comic book, which I haven't read in a bit because it's all digital, and I sat by the window and read Long Ooh. Halloween, because why not? <laughs> Luckily, it came back, you know, just in time for my sink to back up on me, so that's something fun I'm going to have to deal with when
1: we're done this. Excellent, excellent. But how was your week,
0: Matt? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Wasn't as bad as yours. Uh, I, I didn't have any backed up sinks or power outages. I actually managed to catch up on some TV shows oh, I've been meaning to watch. I, I started that. Really, really funny one on Netflix called I Think You Should Leave.
0: Yes, I also watched a couple of what am I on? That was the last thing I watched. I'm on episode I'm on episode three, is what Netflix says. (laughs) It's a very, very funny show. Man is it ever. This you're not part of this turbo time. This is our turbo time. (laughs) Matt, I I think that needs to be our thing moving forward for the comic multiverse. This is our turbo time.
1: Yeah, have you ever had a couple of men come into your house and use the bathroom and then replace the toilet? with a fart toilet
0: what are you supposed to do with
1: that
0: <laughs> also you, you, you've been eating mud pies there oh you just made a mud pie and everyone got sick again w- <laughs> watch it everyone it's really funny
1: yeah and they've got great cast members oh, as well yeah. like like proper like comedians like Steve Yoon, Andy Sandberg uh, the two guys that made it um, actually made a really good show called Detroiters, which me and nine other people watched, and which is why it got canceled so early. Uh, but that was absolutely hilarious. And, and again, these are like skits that SNL would have done back in the day but wouldn't now.
0: So much to the point they actually have some really great SNL talent yeah. in there, too, to where I'm like, man, why, why isn't this show like, you know why? Because they're too weird is what it is. They're yeah. really weird. Like, you'd be lucky if you got one of those in a stand yeah your, like snl episode and you're like oh that's good yeah yeah now that being said apparently uh, adam sandler hosted i haven't watched it yet because obviously i haven't had to watch anything i'm backed up on it i haven't watched doom patrol i haven't watched game of thrones i'm <laughs> backed up on everything but apparently sandler hosted saturday night live this week and he actually did a really good job and sang like a really heartfelt song in memoriam to chris farley and everyone's like really on his side again
1: yeah, yeah he did. it was it was really good. And as well, this is the first time he's actually hosted apparently
0: really i thought he's hosted well i know he's guested a bunch but yeah i could have sworn he's hosted other times
1: i I swear i read somewhere like on one of the posts that this is the first time he's actually hosted the show
0: i know it's the first time he's hosted in a very long time i know he was the musical guest back when he was with the band dogs which people are like well adam sandler was in a bit yeah he's really committed to music and musical comedy you wouldn't be able to know that from his last offering of netflix movies but it's true yeah 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 Adam Sandler and Jim Carrey are two actors where every so often you're like, "Oh yeah. You were talented. We liked you for a reason, didn't we?" Oh, oh no. Oh, poor baby. Yeah,
1: yeah every once in a while you get you get a sonic the hedgehog to remind us what happened to Jim Carrey. <laughs>
0: Man, I don't care about Sonic the Hedgehog at all, but boy do I love the shitstorm all around the movie. Just num 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 num, num. <laughs> This is what I live for. Num 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 num. Oh, Gangster's Paradise. Oh, oh, Jim Carrey chewing every bit of scenery.
1: <laughs> it's It looks amazing. It's gonna do more than what
0: Endgame made. Oh, without a doubt. And obviously, <laughs> between that and Detective Pikachu, you know, it's the beginning of the shared Nintendo universe that will eventually build up to the smash brothers
1: movie yeah yeah they're gonna they're they're connecting them that's what the they they the directors of sonic said they were going back to fix the cgi but really they were trying to connect it up to pikachu because they knew that that film would be successful
0: it's the scm the smash cinematic universe movie universe (laughs) it's gonna it's gonna be big it's gonna be great we're gonna see it's gonna be great (laughs) everyone's gonna love it
1: Yeah, it's going to be like that, that venom shit universe. Oh, yeah.
0: Oh, we'll talk about that, Matt. I have thoughts about that, actually, when we get to the news. But you've mentioned Sonic, and now we just can't not talk about it. The meme I love, and I'm sure you've seen it... I thought it was funny, even though I didn't get it. And then once I got it, I thought it was even funnier. It's Jim Carrey mugging and making a stupid face and says, "You know, oh, I'm I'm going to get Sonic the Hedgehog, who is actually my son, who was transformed by vaccines." And it says, "You know," I, and it says, "You know, like, oh, I don't know if I like these creative choices they made." And I'm like, "That's fucking so weird and hilarious. I love that." And then I went back and read some interviews with Jim Carrey, and I'm like, "Oh." Oh, he, like, dated Jenny McCarthy for a long time. Yeah, oh. yeah. Oh, he actually believes that vaccines are bad, and he's, like, a big celebrity, like, you know, detractor of them. Oh, no. But also, oh, yes, that meme's even funnier now. <laughs> But also, too, he's not, like, one of those weird, like, no, they put the mind-control drugs in them, anti-vax people. He's the no, man, I'm a hippy-dippy-does-yoga vaccines are bad, man. You should only use natural essential oils to fight polio, man. (laughs) Hey, buy my art, man. Yeah, buy my art, man. I'm like, oh, 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 no. (laughs) But man, Truman Show's great, and Fun with Dick and Jane, and Yes Man are surprisingly funny, and I Love You Philip Morris should have been up for an award, shouldn't it have? <laughs> <laughs> But yes, this thus concludes the Jim Carrey portion of the show. Everyone be sure to come back next week when we talk about why he's actually a much better supervillain in Cable Guy than he was in Batman. <laughs> yeah, He's legit scary in Cable Guy. He is, he really is. Like, again, I think so many people – like, like, uh, like that's a movie that found a second life on cable, even though it got terrible reviews in the theaters because critics didn't understand why this funny man was being so terrifying and why it was so dark because
1: it's a dark comedy. Yeah, yeah. It was – people didn't understand it at the time. They didn't know what a dark comedy was in time where, like, Adam – again, Adam Sandler was big –
0: Again, like that movie and Dodgeball, I think are like two of the modern comedies where it's mm. like, oh, these actually really found second lives on television. Yeah, and then Vince Vaughn went to the asshole jail to never be released. <laughs>
1: And Except now for- he's making movies with Mel Gibson.
0: Yeah. Oh. Okay, well, you see, Mel Gibson is also in the asshole jail. They filmed the movie in the jail, so that's the best part <laughs> about it.
1: We joke about that, but I actually saw their new movie, and it's actually pretty good.
0: Dragged across concrete. Yeah, it's from the same guy who did like uh, Rumble and Cell, whatever, and uh, <laughs> Bone Tomahawk. Bone Tomahawk. Yeah. Which he's one of those guys where everyone keeps saying, "Oh, he's going to be revealed to be a milkshake duck, isn't he? Love, lo- <laughs> love him now because it's coming any day now." Any- (laughs) is it coming yet (laughs) i I actually watched two vince vaughn things this week i watched dodgeball and also i watched that fighting with my family movie from steven merchant because i was actually interested in that story
1: i watched that as well like i didn't realize it was based on a true story i just thought it was just like a wrestling film um but yeah i watched it as just like someone who's not interested in wrestling and i thought it was pretty good
0: it is good i would say if you like that also check out the documentary which is also called fighting with my family because it's actually a lot more hard edge than the oh, documentary. Okay. Because like the Rock and WWE put money into the movie, so they're like, Ooh, mm-hmm. "Let's sand off all these harsh edges here and all these things mm-hmm. that you say that actually might be a little controversial." Because there's there's moments in the actual documentary where it's like, "Oh, this is showing a real dark side here to the wrestling business."
1: Oh, interesting. I'll have to keep an eye out for
0: that. It's free on YouTube. You can find it free on YouTube. Oh, nice. Excellent. It's super free and you can find it there. But uh, yeah, comics, everyone. We promise that's what the show's about sometimes. Sometimes. Sometimes, but only sometimes. Uh, I'm actually glad, Matt, that we waited an extra day to do the show because our first story involves the Spider-Man trailer and it feels like this always happens. We're ready to do a show. Then Monday morning comes around and fucks (laughs) us because we don't get to talk about it. Yeah, yeah. We, we,
1: now we actually do. We actually get to talk about it on time for once.
0: We actually do. And man, I, I, I like the little uh, little caveat that came with this, which was Tom Holland just being like, OK, everyone, we're going to show you the final trailer for Homecoming. But keep in mind, you have to have seen Endgame first or else <laughs> it's going to be spoiled. And I'm like, ooh, are we at this point now in comic book movies where we need to do that? We're like at the comic uh, start where it's like, oh, don't read this before you read
1: issue. <laughs> yes it was exactly like that don't don't read far from home until you've read endgame issue six
0: yeah exactly i'm like i love that we're at this point but i know some people aren't gonna (laughs) like that but i like that we're at this point
1: yeah yeah as well that was insurance for tom as well because he can't ever keep his mouth shut
0: no he's apparently bad at that
1: (laughs) they they have to get they have to have his co-stars babysit him (laughs) (laughs)
0: loose lips tom loose lips shinks uh, uh sink ships Unless you want to come on the comic multiverse and talk about whatever you want, in which case that's fine.
2: <laughs> yeah, definitely.
0: We're not going to fight you about it. Who's an asshole on set? Really? Nobody? <laughs> Everybody's lovely? Seriously? <laughs> but yeah, we saw the trailer, and boy, they weren't kidding about, you know, like like obviously we joked before where it's like, oh, hey, where's the post credit scene for Endgame? Oh, yeah, it's a whole movie. It's called Spider-Man Homecoming. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's a whole two-hour two-hour film, uh, which again I think I think Kevin Feige actually painted it as the epilogue to uh, Phase Three, and that seems exactly what it is. It seems to pick up like not long after Endgame ended, um, and we, we get introduced to Peter, who's dealing with obviously Tony Stark dying. Yeah, he's uh, a figure mentor. I, other people like happy dealing with that as well, by the looks of it who also um,
0: seems to have been dating May in the five years, so that's how they explain how well, that happened.
1: I don't think she is, because John Watts confirmed that May was snapped. Hmm. hmm. So maybe this is like the start of that.
0: Maybe it gives her a new lease on life, like, oh, I got snapped out of existence, time to date John Favreau.
1: <laughs> and why not he, he he's a working man he, yeah. he knows what he's doing he's in everything nowadays and
0: just such a pleasant human being too yeah. you saw how good he was with kids at the end of Endgame. game <laughs> what's not and he, and he can cook
1: because of that movie chef <laughs>
0: exactly because they're all they're all true and he also can speak to animals like in the jungle book
1: yes and and he's been to space because of the mandalorian
0: exactly he could do everything we're saying john favreau's a magical man and we love him very much (laughs) but yeah it's him dealing with the fallout and also dealing with the five years which i think is a really cool place to couch this movie in, where it's like it's not just peter dealing with it it's everybody around the world who's dealing with it
1: yeah it's going to be interesting how they do like like are they going to like make it so that like all his immediate classmates like MJ and all that mm. were snapped as well cuz that that's what it seems to be like like they all got snapped as well which is why they're all still the same age because if not they'd be 5 years older, older and yeah. probably probably played by other people as well you would think so
0: but yeah that'll that'll be ve- that's a very interesting place to take this movie and to couch it all in this idea that you know he he had this experience as a superhero that a bunch of people around him just didn't have and that's like totally changed his perspective on life in the universe
1: yeah yeah and in this trailer like he just wants to forget about it for once and just go on vacation with his friends
0: which you know that's never going to happen when you're a superhero i like to like they literally vocalize in the trailer hey with uh you know iron man dead and captain america essentially retired waiting to assume be replaced by sam the world is going to need to look to newer younger fresher heroes and you're the newest youngest freshest hero we know
1: yeah yeah i, I like that that interaction he has with the cops about with the cops asking whether he's going to um replace Iron Man. Yeah. And he's like, no, nah, nah, I'm busy replacing you guys at your job. I'm still like, that's the sort of stuff I like.
0: Ex- very quippy, very Spider-Man. Also, I'm still the friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. Yeah. Don't worry, this isn't going to be another cosmic space quest. Although it's still pretty big, because, you know, law of sequels, you got to get bigger and bigger each time.
1: Yeah, and it is big, because obviously uh, Nick Fury comes to recruit Spider-Man or like try and get his help, uh, because they have some elementals i guess is what they're called um uh in 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 europe and they need his help with Quentin beck who apparently is from another universe
0: yeah wow that that's a bomb drop right there to be like hey all you people all you doomsayers out there who's like oh what could they possibly do in the next phase of avengers you know they've already done time travel there's nothing left to do multiple universes multiverse
1: yeah yeah Yes. And I've seen a lot of people say that that's probably not going to be true because obviously Quentin Beck is an illusionist and everything, but, but, but as well, that's like everyone immediately snapped to that. And I think the, the people behind the movie knew that people would do that. So I think it's possible he is from another universe as well. Um, they're definitely going to be introducing the multiverse. Um,
0: it is a cool way to also build Mysterio as a character and a threat to be like, look, he's not just a con man illusionist in a costume. He is a multi-dimensional con man grifter who goes from earth to earth.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Well, see, here's what I think. I think, I think he is lying. I, but I think he's lying about being a hero from another universe. I think he's a villain and he's come over and these elementals, if they're actually from, if those elementals are from other multiverses and stuff, they're the good guys
0: yeah, that would be cool too or you know put like a put like a, a diversion in a diversion to be like no no no, he is from this earth he's a liar but there totally is multiverses though he's just not from one
1: yeah they, you could do you could do that as well yeah and as well this opens the possibility up this is how they introduced the fantastic four the the x-men all of those characters yep they were perfect for it they were already
0: in a universe where they're already fully formed and exactly how you remember them and how you want them. And that's how they're going to not, you know, upset the apple cart that we have currently. Yeah. This is also a way, too, if you want to be like, hey, that Spider-Verse movie did really good. That Venom movie sucked but made a billion dollars. How, how do we work this out?
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: Which actually, hey, that dovetails quite nicely with the next piece of news here. And this is a very pleasant piece of news, too lord and miller of course the guys behind the lego movie behind the 21 jump street movies behind last man on earth and just just a lot of stuff we love here at the comic multiverse uh they have been uh elected to helm all of sony spider-man related projects now as well as several other projects of their own and i think that's amazing news
1: that that is v- very good news because i imagine uh the guys over at Marvel Studios will want to try and work with them and maybe this could be the way they do it. Yeah. Because as it sounds like since they're in charge, they might not have to deal with like every Rad anymore or uh what's her name? Amy Pascal, oh, Pascal and all that. Pascal is gone now. That was the other piece of yeah. news
0: too. She's not even in charge yeah. anymore. But yeah, Lord Miller, you couldn't have made a better choice, Sony. You know what? We we call you on your stupid decisions, but this this was a two thumbs up decision You did the best, smartest, most obvious thing, and that was, hey, what was the one Spider-Man thing we did that people not only liked but got great critical reception and, you know, made decent money? Oh, Into the Spider-Verse? Who should we get to run everything? Maybe the guys who did Into (laughs) the Spider-Verse should run everything.
1: I I also absolutely love it as well because I guarantee you the people at Lucasfilm are, are like, cursing themselves for letting Lord and Miller go from Solo. You know, you let these people, you hire them because of their comedic talent, you fire them because of their comedic, comedic talent, well. and then they go over to Sony and make them like a billion dollars and headline what a movie that won like Oscars and stuff. Yep.
0: It's, you know, it's another thing too, you know, talking about Lord and Miller's talent. They have a proven, basically bulletproof track record of taking things yeah. that should be terrible ideas and making them like excellent, way better than they have any right to be. Did anyone want a reboot of the 21 Jump Street series? Of course they didn't. That's a terrible idea. It was barely good the first time. But they leaned into it and made it hilarious and unlocked, like, Channing Tatum's comedic chops on the big screen. And they did it two times. Yeah, yeah,
1: they made it meta and it works. The Lego movie should have been a horribly,
0: you know, cash-in, just shameless, consumerist shit show. But no, because they leaned into it and they're like, no... Lego is about creativity, and that's what we'll make yeah. the movie about. And also, we'll, you know, dissect, you know, blockbusters and, like, you know, the basic kids' movie machine that a lot of this stuff is plugged into. And then again, in the sequel, we'll top ourselves by making it a movie about making things, you know, super, like, dark and super, like, unaccessible to children. And, you know, we'll, our movies will have messages.
1: Yeah, yeah, they they've ne- haven't had a bad movie or TV show no. to my knowledge, at least. No, they really uh, so haven't. so. I'm very interested to see what they're going to be doing with the the Spider-Man, like because I know they they did mention a TV show, like they do. a Spider-Verse TV show. So I'm wondering how that will develop into Same. like leading into like other films and whatnot, and where that'll be and whatnot.
0: These guys are so good. I'm actually excited for Venom 2 now because they'll lean into how terrible Venom 1 was and be like boy boy did we whiff it in that do, first one everybody.
1: Do, do you think they will though? Do you, do it you think it like th- Yeah, yeah, well, yeah well, do you think like like Sony will have like a mandate that was like no, it's got to be more the same or well, like will they even be like is that movie's so far into production they couldn't really do anything or
0: i don't know i mean if they're running the show now they have a certain you know commitment to quality i imagine they'd be like no 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 no, no. that's not going out the door like this
1: if they did they, they they should be halting production on fucking mobius as well
0: oh god yeah well that's filming right now they can't save everything <laughs> sometimes you gotta cut off a finger to save the hand and maybe that finger is morbius
1: so it's like, look, look, we'll, we'll let it go out. We'll let Jared Leto murder a few people for the role, and then we'll, we'll, in we we'll make fun of it. It'll be yeah. great. It'll be our whipping boy.
0: Yeah, we'll just, we'll just make fun of it because again, that they love that sort of thing too. I mean, look, look at the Lego Movie. One of the best on running jokes in that series is them constantly shitting on Green Lantern because Green Lantern yeah. ruined everything. Yeah, at yeah, DC. yeah. It all went wrong there and the fact that they can make fun of green lantern using actual dc characters in a warner brothers property <laughs> yeah yeah while also talking massive shit about batman through the mouth of batman and have it be hilarious and poignant they're gonna do that with venom venom is gonna be making fun of how outrageous venom
1: is which would i would make it interesting it'd yeah. give it actually give something the movie was missing which is like a backbone <laughs>
0: Exactly. I'm sure they'll make a joke where it's like, hey, Woody Harrelson, where did your stupid wig go? I was just wearing that to mess with you. And again, you know, you mentioned it with Spider-Verse, how Lord and Miller are cool guys, how they probably want to play more ball with uh, Disney and Marvel. Wouldn't it be super cool if for Spider-Verse 2, okay, we see another universe now, and that Spider-Man is voiced by Tom Holland?
1: Yeah, yeah. You, you you can have all that sort of stuff as well. It's like, I'm wondering if, like, because... As of Far From Home, that's, like, all of Spider-Man's, like, films in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Like, mm-hmm. there wasn't a deal after that. Mm. I'm wondering if, like, they, because they're in this in this role, they have a say in, like, if that deal gets extended.
0: I mean, if they're running the show, I'm going to say yes, and it will be very interesting. Because, obviously, Disney Marvel is going to want to do more Spider-Man films. They'd, oh, yeah. They'd be pretty stupid to not want to. And again, I love the idea that Lord Miller are at the table, and again, I think this will lead to a lot more interesting synergy down the line, where it's like, look, okay, you, you we'll do Venom, but we will say Venom is in an alternate universe, so that means that when we want to do our version of Eddie Brock and our version of the symbiote storyline, we can do it. Yeah, and we don't have to
1: be have him being played by a sweaty Tom Hardy.
0: Yeah, we can maybe change it up, or, you know, shit, it, it can be Flash Thompson, we'll make it Flash Thompson now
1: there you go
0: we'll make it our version of flash Thompson because why not or you know' we will well they've already
1: got flash Thompson they in the do
0: films. I know some yeah. people don't like him but I know you and I are actually very in favor of this kid and their version of the high school bully because it's like look you know for for cinema for the screen you know the letter jacket wearing wedgie giving shoving you in lockers bully is super trite and super cliche <laughs> I I like the modern version of it where it's like oh flash thompson is a nerd just like peter he's in all of his same clubs and social circles the only difference is he's just a dick to him all the time for no reason yeah he he's he's like
1: the the the, the 2000s version of a joke which is uh a, a a rich kid
0: yeah i'm just a spoiled rich kid who is in all the same clubs as you and i will talk shit about you on facebook mm. you know yeah. he, you know he does that you know his social life yeah, oh, yeah. sucks yeah <laughs>
1: Yeah, he's got his secret pages.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, he's He's got multiple burner accounts, Flash Thompson. <laughs> he's, he's got his secret Insta so his parents don't see it. <laughs> fucking flash thompson he actually looks like he's gonna have a beefed up role in the movie too because they brought in this idea that he much like comic flash thompson is a huge fan of spider-man while simultaneously hating peter Parker.
1: yeah 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 i, I like what they what they've done with him and i i'm intrigued to see what it, what what all of his his uh classmates role in this new film was since they look like they're actually involved in the action
0: yes much more now than ever before also uh zendaya mary jane yeah she just she just knows he's spider-man
1: yeah well, I have a feeling that might be a joke. like a joke, like because she's so like straight faced and everything, and everything she says.
0: Right. But yeah, should be should be good stuff.
1: Yeah, yeah. it looks it looks really cool.
0: Yeah, I'm definitely I'm definitely excited. I'm not only excited for this Spider Man movie, but I'm excited for the future of Spider Man properties, which is something I wasn't last week. Yeah. So good good on you, Lord Miller. Many many happy returns. I wish you guys only the best yeah now from the world of comic book movies to the world of comic book art something i regret to say we don't talk about very much we talk much more about writers and that's unfair to all the artists out there because obviously we have our favorites and they do really good work and it's easy to overlook artists which is a shame because they do literally 50 percent, sometimes more of the work in comics
1: yeah yeah depending on who the actual writer is sometimes it's the artist's job to carry the book
0: absolutely we won't name names but you know who we mean (laughs) Yeah,
1: Pon Bing.
0: And... Uh, he, he's my favorite <laughs> Korean novelist, Pawn Bing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Love that guy. Uh, but yeah, so some crazy shakeups in the artist world. Uh, Patrick Gleason, who of course we absolutely love from all of his work with Peter Tomasi, a frequent collaborator, not only in the art department, but I think he gets like co-writing credits too, so that's pretty huge. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, he does, yeah.
0: Uh, he's going to be going over to Marvel now, and this week it was pretty huge. He's like, hey, you, you want to see my Avengers? This is what my Avengers looks like. And everyone's like, "Yo, oh, that's fucking dope.
1: Yeah, and they also announced him as like the regular artist along with Ryan Otterley for The Amazing Spider-Man.
0: Good, because inconsistent art and like shifting art is really hurting that book.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: It's about time they get someone more consistent. I know Spencer and Otley were like the package deal for this, but it's like, Otley can't keep up with this and we knew he couldn't keep up
1: with it as well i think like every every couple of issues or for the last couple of issues um uh it's been oh what's his name uh humberto ramos yeah which i know a lot of people don't like
0: i i like his stuff but i don't think he's a good fit for this current spider-man no yeah He does do good stuff. I have liked his work, but I do not like him as it stands in this book. I also don't like all the shifting. Hunted has really been kneecapped by all the art changes.
1: I'm a little bit behind on that. Like I've read most of the issues, but I've still got yet to review them. But yeah, I know what you mean by like how the art changes between like the main book. Then it goes into that .hu and it changes again, and then it changes again. And, it's really yeah.
0: – I think I'm behind too. Again, this this week has just fucking sucked for me, <laughs> and I think <laughs> I'm behind on that too. But uh, yeah, so that's a huge piece of news. But then not to be outdone, DC's like, oh, now, you know that David Marquez? Well, we got him now.
1: Yeah, we, we got him, and we got him to write a – or we got him to draw a Batman-Superman team-up book fucking
0: okay i'm down with that we talked about that last week the uh josh williamson one
1: yeah 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 well we talked about it and then long long after we actually talked about it, it was actually officially announced because it wasn't officially announced when we talked about it yeah. but yeah and we got to see like art and everything and apparently it's spinning out of um uh the batman who laughs
0: interesting again like
1: ba- batman who Laughs gets an extra issue that feeds into this
0: crazy man they are really they are really pushing the batman who laughs super hard we'll we'll talk about that and what we read this week because uh there were some interesting developments in the free comic book day book
1: mm, there were
0: but uh yeah i think these are a great get for each of the company these both guys are super talented and i can't wait to see what they do at the opposing company i mean here's here's just hoping marquez's wife doesn't get pregnant again and so it doesn't postpone the book like it did civil war two forever
1: <laughs> yeah yeah oh god remember civil war 2 <laughs> I,
0: I try not to <laughs> I try, I, but that's okay you don't have to remember because outside you know completely assassinating carol danvers character for years to come nothing in it really mattered
1: no nothing did and that subsequent books rectified it almost immediately
0: boy did they ever a mortal <laughs> hulk where it's like hey remember when ben just brought back doc samson for one page and then never explained why in comes al you like all right let me fix this now <laughs> a little of this a little make it make sense cool yeah <laughs> Was that so hard? Nick Spencer comes around for Secret Empire. Okay, all these prophecies that went nowhere. I don't have to do this, but I like continuity, so I'm going to do this. Yeah. But yeah, so that's that's good stuff. It seems like, you know, both companies got great artists, and we're going to be seeing some cool books in the future.
1: Yeah, I'm really looking forward to these books coming out.
0: I mean, I think it's uh, only a matter of time before, you know, they really blow our minds with some stuff. They already are, in fact yeah yeah now from the world of comics to the world of television hulu announced two rather interesting shows uh i think it was technically the end of last week but uh still didn't see this coming we're going to be getting both a ghost rider show and a damien hellstrom show yeah
1: uh over at hulu interestingly not not disney plus um and yeah, yeah. I imagine I. I don't think in the announcement they they said it was. Yeah, it, it is going to be the 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 Ghost Rider from Agents of Shield, but they Gabriel didn't. Men, they, I don't think they mentioned that in the in the uh, in the release. No, uh, yeah, later. Yeah, yeah. It, that's really cool. I'm really interested to see where he went through that slingering portal. Definitely. Um, yeah, and Hellstrom. It's interesting, but they've changed, the, changed the, the origins up a little bit.
0: They've changed a lot about Damien Hellstorm, a.k.a. Son of Satan, which, for one thing, they don't spell his name Hellstorm anymore. They've all Germanified it. Yeah. Hellstrom. Yeah, yeah.
1: And, oh, as, well, and as well, he's the, he's the son of a serial killer now, which I imagine they're going to play out and be like, oh, he, this serial killer was the devil or something. It, uh,
0: he was codenamed The Devil.
1: Yeah, yeah, something like
0: that—Satan or something. Also, too, they mentioned his sister Anna. I'm like, oh, you mean Satana as she's called in the
1: comics? I wonder if they can't call her that because Satana, Zatana.
0: I, I, there's got to be some weird backstory. I'm like, guys, why, why did, why didn't you just do it? I'm like, don't, yeah. don't, don't tell me there's some weird content restrictions here where it's like, oh, all, all names at least have to be G-rated because I know that's the thing for the movies. Actually, like they wanted to call uh back in the 90s they wanted to call the south park movie all hell breaks loose and like no, no no you can't you can't have hell in the title it's got all it's got all titles need to be g yeah
1: yeah like production are weird like that when they when they change little things like that that don't need to be changed but they have to because mm-hmm. that there's some draconian law that oh, says you yes. have to
0: I mean, the way they seem to pitch this Hellstrom show is it sounds like another, you know, paranormal investigator show a la, you know, oh. Supernatural or Constantine. I'm like, oh, yeah, because that's – we don't have a billion of those already. Yeah, yeah, we we don't have
1: uh, them just clogging the airways.
0: That's not a tired-ass genre, you know, man, man in trench coat – and you know, magic power solving mysteries. Like, hey, didn't they have a show called Lucifer not too long ago that got canceled that was basically the same premise? It's
1: still going on on Netflix.
0: Is it? I thought they canceled. Is yeah. that really keep going?
1: No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Netflix picked it up for really? some reason. <laughs>
0: Holy shit. Well, it is good on you, Netflix. I guess I guess there's a hunger for it, and the fact that Supernatural just won't fucking end, I think,
1: lets you know that. Well, Supernatural's <laughs> ending next year. Is it okay, is it actually ending next? Well then It's actually ending like it's no joke. Unless like, like the eleventh the hour they're like, ah four hundred more seasons.
0: <laughs> well then move over, Winchesters. Make room for Hellstrom. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I talked more about Hellstrom just because that's, like, the weirder, more interesting one. It's strange that they greenlight both this and Ghost Rider around the same time, because I'm like, well, don't don't these characters move in basically the same circles and do basically well, the same shit?
1: I was just about to say, like, I, I think we're going to get the Ghost Rider show first, and that's going to be a backdoor pilot for the Hellstrom. Like, they're going to appear in one episode or something. He's,
0: he's going to be and, a villain like he was in the comics, because he yeah. you know, was back and forth between hero and
1: villain yeah yeah and there's like yeah, to follow more of this this guy if you want to he's got his own show coming out next week or something
0: interesting interesting i do i do like the idea of the marvel universe going into more of a paranormal place and also having these two kind of harder edged shows on hulu basically makes their intentions very well known to anyone paying attention hey you're gonna get r-rated disney marvel stuff you're just gonna get it on hulu not on the app
1: yeah, yeah, and it's going to be very, very interesting to see how that works out. Like in terms of um, like foreign distribution, because obviously we're gonna we're we're all going to be getting Disney Plus, but then like like over here we don't have Hulu. Neither do we I think, have it here. So, and because I think like all those shows get to go to one of our streaming services so will they go there or will they go to netflix or what will happen
0: i guess we'll find out because once again hulu is one of those companies that say hey hey you dirty canucks hey you awful aussies your money isn't good here get out
1: (laughs) get out you dirty people get
0: the fuck out says hulu oh that's that's fan art right there i want hulu sitting behind a bar washing a dirty glass get out we don't (laughs) serve your kind here (laughs) That's, that's how it feels, streaming services, when you're Australian and Canadian. It's like, it's like we don't even, don't even want us here. <laughs> Dicks. <laughs> that's, that's fine, we don't want to come in your stupid streaming service anyway. We'll get it elsewhere. <laughs> and we do. <laughs> but no, this is this is really cool and also where it's like, okay, so you got Ghost Rider, you got Hellstrom. Yo, you get like Blade and like Moon Knight and a couple other people in there and you basically got a fucking Midnight Sun series you could build up yeah. to
1: we we don't know who's going to be in those shows like the, again this is like perfect opportunity to backdoor all these characters especially blade
0: yeah which which yeah. blade which is already a proven like franchise like blade already made money how have you been sitting on blade this long
1: yeah well ryan reynolds really did a number on it
0: <laughs> boy and triple h with his little pomeranian <laughs> <laughs> oh god yes <laughs> oh that that brings me back oh memories
1: <laughs> i did watch these films again
0: oh they, they're wonderful you gotta watch them and then you gotta like watch pat and oswalt tell stories about dealing yeah. with wesley snipes
1: yeah wesley snipes and david goyer
0: <laughs> who to be fair if i had to deal with david goyer every day i would also probably hold up in my trailer smoking pot and only speaking to him via sticky notes
1: yeah, I actually got really mad this morning because I learned that he's he's headlining the reboot of the new Hellraiser movies. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm like, god damn it! Actually, get give it to somebody who actually has some vision. I give it to Guillermo del Toro. Holy shit, his his oh. Hellraiser movie would be amazing. How has that not happened? <laughs> It Would never get made because he can't make a movie to save his life. No, he, <laughs> he, talks, can't, he talks about it.
0: Talks a bit. Yeah. Oh, and if I made that movie, it would be so cool. I tell you, I'm like, yeah, I agree, Benicio. If you're gonna do it, no, no, I think I will go to yeah. my house that I have only for collectibles. Yeah,
1: but I make f- film about woman who fuck fish.
0: Oh yes, and everybody loves it, and I get great awards. So you know, so <laughs> so who's laughing now, hey fish fucker? <laughs> the answer is mr del toro is laughing all the way to the bank (laughs) the the interesting thing about this ghost rider show too is that they've changed the venue it's still robbie reyes it's still gabriel luna it's still taking off from where agents of shield left off, but he's not going to be in la anymore he's going to be on the texas mexico border now
1: yeah, yeah, I, I have a feeling that, yeah, obviously this is going to take place after his Agents of Shield stuff, and may- maybe he's like on the run or something, or I like guess. maybe he's down there. You know capturing people crossing the border he's one of those weirdo like border <laughs> patrol people now oh no G-
0: ghost rider he's wearing a little red hat now for some <laughs> make hell great again <laughs> <laughs> oh no yeah I-, I get the feeling it's like oh did someone watch that mayans show and they're like hey let's do that but with ghost yeah
1: rider... yeah oh, like i just watched sicario this weekend
0: yeah Can we can we do that with Ghost Rider? He's the Latino one. Yes. So let us put him in a stereotypical Latino setting. Although, I mean, (laughs) I I guess uh, L.A. is also an equally, you know, stereotypical setting for a Latino superhero. So, I mean, you know, it's probably cheaper to film in the Texas, Mexico border. So shit. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I, I, I have no idea, but it's very very interesting. I wonder if we're also going to see like other Riders, like, is Johnny Blaze going to appear? Because mm, well, we kind of sort of got him in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and
0: That's right. Are we going to see more of that? Because, again, they've completely changed uh, Robbie's origin, where in the comics, yeah, yeah. he doesn't really have the spirit of vengeance. He's possessed by his evil uncle, Eli Morrow, who they've already dealt with in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., so we can't have him back. And it's more like he was gifted the Ghost Rider power from Johnny Blaze, so yeah. Ooh, yeah. Maybe he goes yeah, to yeah. Texas because Johnny's there.
1: Yeah, that, that'd be, or like, maybe that's where, like, another Ghost Rider is, like, 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 like you said, Carter Slade or something. Was,
0: wasn't was there a lady one, too? What was the uh, lady one's name? Oh. Uh, uh, Alejandra, Alexia, started
1: with an Something a- like it. that, yeah.
0: Yeah, just, just fucking do all the Ghost Riders, they're all pretty cool.
1: Yeah, just into the ghost verse or something. I
0: like it. I like They did that. They did that for uh, g- Ghost Racers for uh, Secret Wars. They totally did that.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, give us the Punisher Ghost Rider. Give it to us.
0: Yeah, give us the Cosmic Ghost Rider. Get, get Burnthal back just for that. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, I love the idea of a Ghost Rider show. I love that it's Robbie, I love that it's Gabriel Luna. Maybe he'll start getting more love in the comics again. I say more love in the comics. He's actually like one of the forefront POV members of Aaron's Avengers.
1: (laughs) Yeah, he's an Avengers, and they're doing interesting stuff with him and Johnny Blaze.
0: They are. Again, I don't think Aaron ever read Felipe Smith's book, but there you go. Actually, hey, there's a good question. Uh, If they're making this show and they're doing the Robbie version, does Felipe Smith get some money from this? Because I know apparently we heard there that Marvel actually doesn't have a great deal worked out for their creators when it comes to royalties
1: yeah yeah interesting like i wonder if someone has asked him that on twitter
0: like jim starlin was chirping up on the internet then it's like you know i get more royalties for like the few times they reference the minor shit i did at dc than when they used thanos in the biggest movie like the second biggest movie of all time
1: (laughs) yeah which is totally fucked
0: and i'm like that's pretty unfair if that's how it's done if you know come on if if you're gonna do starlin dirty that's that's a little unfair yeah yeah but, yeah, you know, that's fucking Hollywood, unfortunately. When when they make the Comic yeah. Multiverse movie, Matt and I will make pennies on the dollar from it. <laughs> they'll, they'll do that thing from Dark Knight. It's like, ooh, we only have enough to pay one of you, so break a pool cube. I guess you gotta fight <laughs> over it now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, uh, from, yeah, from the world of television to the world of video games... Some new job listings popped up online that would seek to hint that uh, Square Enix is maybe finally moving ahead on their big Avengers game that was rumored and talked about, and then nothing ever came of it.
1: Oh, about bloody time!
0: That, that, and also whatever Rocksteady is going to do next for Batman. Yeah. <laughs> remember there was rumors flying around it's like oh it's it's gonna be a suicide squad game or oh it's gonna be something involving the court of owls and then just nothing came
1: out of it yeah it's gonna be a superman game that's that every e3 i every. always look forward to, every e3 i look forward is like oh they're really they're announcing the superman game this year they're in it. it's like no they're not no they're not
0: <laughs> there apparently is going to be like a playstation direct in a couple weeks so we might just sound like gibbering assholes when that comes out they announce <laughs> all of it
1: <laughs> hey i'd be great if they did <laughs> That'd what what be do amazing we,
0: what do we want out of an avengers game matt i'm sure we've had this conversation before
1: uh i i uh, i don't know
0: let let there's really a, there's heaps it. of
1: ways you could really go with it
0: again you know there's that canceled game they had that was going to be first person I want it to be third person, but I like the concept of drop-in, drop-out teamwork. I like the idea where it's like, hey, Matt, you want to be my Iron Man? You want to hop into my game and help me out here? A la
1: Borderlands. Yeah, yeah, I like that idea. I like maybe the idea of just, like, something that's like Spider-Man, the -hmm. Spider-Man game, where it's like, but, like, you play as different characters, like, through chapters or something. and maybe Kind of like how, like, Injustice is.
0: Right, maybe everyone has a different play style where it's like, hey, this is the Black Widow section of the game. It's a stealth game, because of course it is.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's Iron Man, which is like a a run and gun shooting. And here's Thor, which is just God of War.
0: Yeah, which is just God of War. Here's Hulk, which is basically like Smash the Car from Street Fighter. (laughs) (laughs) That's not a terrible idea, but again, you know, it's like, uh, it would be hard for that to not feel disjointed to have to do all those games at once.
1: Yeah, uh, another way you could do it is, like, XCOM, maybe. Mm. You get your team, you can customize them with, like... Cu- but I guess that's that's kind of similar to, like, Ultimate Alliance and I that sort it. of stuff.
0: How about we just make another Ultimate Alliance? Oh, you are? Oh, but it's only going to be yeah. for the Switch. Shit. Uh, oh, fuck. <laughs> okay, so uh, I'm, go- I'm going on to coffee right now. My newest uh, stretch goal is get Joel a Switch by the time this game comes out. Because Joel <laughs> ain't buying himself a Switch.
1: Yeah, fun jollo Matt switches. <laughs> yeah,
0: I'll, I'll put up a little money for it. I, I'll, I'll put up at least two hundred bucks. How much are they? Like four or five hundred? I know they are one of the more <laughs> affordable consoles. Look, it does. It doesn't even have to be the uh, the red and blue one. I'll take just a boring old gray one. It's fine. <laughs> send send your gently used switches to Comic Multiverse <laughs> four five five Canada Street. <laughs> we'll open it on the show. <laughs> How, how do you even capture Switch footage? I know they do. I finally just figured out how to capture the footage I have now. I imagine that's a whole rigmarole.
1: It probably is. And, you know, I wouldn't even want to be bothered knowing Nintendo and how they are with fucking copyrights and mm. bullshit like that.
0: Worst case scenario, Matt, will host a Let's Watch of the cutscene movie of <laughs> Ultimate Alliance 3. <laughs> hey, Matt, it's like we're playing, isn't it fun? <laughs> <laughs> Oh boy. I don't know why I became Mickey Mouse there, but there you go. <laughs> and, uh, oh, hey, speaking of it, and I already kind of mentioned it earlier on, but yeah, Avengers Endgame just became the number two biggest film of uh, all time, knocking Titanic out.
1: Yeah, in like a week, like over two weekends, it made $2 billion. Holy it, crap. <laughs>
0: which, it's funny, the only other competition they have is, ironically, another James Cameron movie in Avatar yeah yeah and james cameron of course took to the internet to only be as salty as james cameron can. oh yeah he, he he is as salty as the sea he loves so deeply
1: <laughs> yeah yeah that, that that man is just full of salt That yeah. that's what he gets for spending so much talent time in like the the titanic wreckage in his yeah. little fucking dinghy
0: he's just absorbed it into himself look and i say this with nothing but love and admiration for james cameron as a filmmaker you know terminator titanic you know all this other just amazing stuff but also yo dog all the flavors in the world and you chose to be salty and you always seem to be salty around superhero movies like an old crotchety man you superhero (laughs) movies get off my lawn i'm going to make real movies about blue cat people
1: He's upset that his Aquaman movie didn't get made and, and that his Spider-Man movie didn't get made.
0: Sandman would be called Boyd and Arnold Schwarzenegger would be Doc Ock and everyone would have loved it.
1: <laughs> yeah, and the web is a euphemism for jacking off. Mm. You, know, you get it? You get it? There'll be whole scenes where there's web everywhere, but it's not really web. What has James
0: Cameron even done recently? It feels like I'm gonna make that avatar sequel. It seems like That's what really... he's
1: been doing for like the last four hundred
0: years. Does anyone care about an Avatar sequel this many years later? You're you're literally striking when the iron is ice cold, James. That's...
1: That's what I don't understand Why, like, he's making these, like, who are these for? Who is telling him to, does he, is Rick Berman over there telling him to, to, like, make them, you <laughs> do know? It, James, do it. Yeah, do it, please, do it. Yeah, it's so strange, and he's not just making, could understand if it was one, but he's making, like, five. Mm-hmm. It's
0: so fucking strange. And also, too, for him to be so shitty about, you know, this Marvel Disney project when it's like, dude, they put a giant Avatar Land up in their park. If you keep talking about that, they're like, oh, look, (laughs) Pandora Land got swiped away
1: in a hurricane. (laughs) Oh, no. You know, know these guys are your bosses now.
0: (laughs) In a way. Yeah. You freaking you know, they have a thing in your park. Apparently, people who go to the Avatar Land, the world of Pandora, apparently it's just the saddest place.
1: It looks pretty sad.
0: <laughs> uh, well, what What is it? Uh, J- Jenny Nicholson, she did a great bit on there. I guess she lives by the park, and that's one of the content on her channel. Is She gave, like, a really in-depth thing about going to the world of Pandora and being like, they're very strict with the actors to be like, you you are here in the world of the movie. You must only talk like this is the world of the movie. I'm or, also, for a movie that was all like, you know, oh, peace and love, the environment and everything, here's a non-biodegradable bags in the park
1: <laughs> don't, don't throw it into the into the navi world that the navi will eat it and die yeah, or the navi will cry also too where it's like no no, no it,
0: it takes place years after the movie right so navi and humans live in loving harmonious you know harmony i'm like really because at the end of the movie they kick all of humans off earth to die in space <laughs> that doesn't seem nice that seems like really shitty actually on their part i I, i'm sure i've made this reference before but there was a chintzy direct-to-dvd animated movie that came out around the same time as avatar to try and like you know uh like uh (sighs) capitalize capitalize on it it was called battle for Terra, and it like it actually had some pretty decent voice actors in it like uh what is it uh jack bauer 24 guy was the villain in it he was the evil general yeah and there's there's a bit in that movie where, like, by the halfway point, it actually becomes a smarter, more thought-felt version of Avatar for, like, a fraction of the money. Because, like, cause, like, the villain in Avatar, you know, is just, like, cartoonishly evil. Or it's like, ah, kill all these beautiful space aliens, fucking God bless America. God bless capital Jesus, who gave me the firepower to do this. And it's like, oh, you know, that's, that's, really, that's really on the nose, even though I agree with your message, that's really, really fucking unsubtle. Meanwhile, you get, uh, what is it, the villain in Battle for Terra, who, again, played really well by Jack Bauer. Why am I fucking, he's Canadian, why am I...
2: Kiefer Sutherland.
0: Kiefer Sutherland gives this really beautiful and passionate speech, like he's actually trying, where he's like, look, future generations may judge what I do to these aliens as evil, but make no mistake, without me, there will be no future generation of humans, and I'm like, oh, shit.
1: Yeah. Oh, wow. That's, that's pretty good. It's it's been, it sounds a lot better. I haven't seen the movie. I know about it. I but it sounds a lot better than uh, *Pocahontas* with like space right. robots.
0: And then it gets even better because at the end of that movie, the Terrans who are like, or you know, they're like, "No, we are, we are creatures of peace. We were a warlike race, much like humanity, but we put that away." Oh, we're threatened again? Ah, maybe we weren't so peaceful. Bring out the guns again? And I'm like, oh, oh, they're saying so. Even pace, uh, peaceful space races can also be kind of militaristic in their own way. Oh, when challenged, nice, clever. Peace, peace only lasts you so long. I like that. And then the big ultimate, you know, like conclusion of the movie. I think one of the Wilsons is in it. Not Owen Wilson, but the other one who plays the main soul. Guy Luke Luke Wilson, and at the end of that movie, the Terrans are like, Look, yeah, you know, you you humans actually showed us something pretty dark and horrible about ourselves, but we are so committed to peace and prosperity, even though you kind of fucked us over, and even though you tried to kill us, and even though your oxygen will kill us because we're allergic to it, we're going to build you a dome city, humanity, and you can live on our planet because we actually practice what we preach. Cool. And I'm I'm like, how is this chintzy ripoff movie actually smarter and more mature than Avatar?
1: Because it's not as arrogant as James Cameron. (laughs) I
0: guess because it's not as arrogant. Again, hey, so, you know, if you you made Battle for Terror and you suddenly see a bunch of Amazon buys, know that it was Joel and Matt of the Comic Multiverse that (laughs) sent them your way. (laughs) God, I bet you can't even find a version. You either probably can't find a version of that movie or it's up on YouTube
1: for free. Yeah, or, or it's in net, it's on Netflix and it's never been taken off because everyone forgot about it.
0: I don't think it is. I think if it was, I would have tried to get more people to watch it. <laughs> but yeah, if you want to see a shockingly smarter, more interesting version of Avatar than Avatar, go see that. Yeah. Uh, now, believe it or not, oh no, we have one last piece of news, but I was kind of putting this one off because it's a sad piece of news. Uh, Peter Mayhew, the original Chewbacca, sadly passed away this week.
1: Yeah, he passed away a couple of days before May fourth. Mm, that's sad. Uh, and yeah, yeah, it was it was kind of sudden. I think I, I know I know for the last couple of years he's been dealing with like health problems mm-hmm. because uh, of how tall he is and everything and, Legit and, giant. And, and And the the problems that come with that. But yeah, it's it's kind of sad.
0: Peter Mayhew is probably my favorite celebrity story that I've ever told, and that is that one time at Fan Expo, while reading through the, uh, what is it, back issues there, I got a tap on the shoulder, and I not mean like a tap on the shoulder, I mean a tap from eight feet tall, because that's how tall he was in real life, he's like, excuse me, can I get by, and I'm like, oh yeah, sure, buddy, and I was just like so engrossed in what I was doing, it was only when he walked away. And I saw his, like, you know, security force of, you know, 501st stormtroopers who, like, <laughs> escorted him to every panel. I'm like, that was fucking Chewbacca. That was goddamn P- Peter Mayhew touched me <laughs> on the shoulder. I I have been touched by the hand of Chewbacca. Holy crap. I'm going to tell this story forever. And I do. And, man, you know, what a, what a nice moment that I can say I shared with this, you know, wonderful human being. And, you know, he was eulogized across the board by people who know him uh harrison ford it seems he found out late in the day about this and he was genuinely torn up about it because obviously he had spent a ton of his younger acting years with this dude
1: yeah yeah he his um his little uh thing there that, that i saw was was really heartfelt and uh you could tell it, it meant a lot to him he he tell peter meant a lot to him I
0: think, I think the thing was he say, you know, he was a beautiful man. I loved him. I hope he knew. And then Mayhew's wife came back and said he knew. And I'm like, yeah, oh, yeah. that's – that's oh, that just rends your heart right there. But in such a nice way to know that, you know, he was loved and everything and, you know, that you'll have yeah. such this legacy. There was another thing people put up there. I don't know if it was a DVD thing or, you know, something from some collection. But it's the scene in Empire Strikes Back where, you know, they're on Hoth and you know uh han is calling up to Chewie, and it's the scene we all know but this was like an early take when they were just fucking around so instead yeah, of, yeah. so instead of rrr, rrr, in his lines he's just like actually talking in his <laughs> british accent because he was a british guy and it's so yeah, hilarious yeah. to see this Han chewy relationship where he just talks like a british man <laughs> <laughs> and it's just a couple lines but it's so funny and i'm like oh man what a what a, what a dude
1: yeah and uh again again it's it's kind of as fortunate as well like he got to like see the last of these films being made and everything be part of them and everything uh even though i don't think he was doing much at the end except for like all the sitting scenes and stuff but yeah it's cool that he got to see it all finished
0: though it really is and just you know it, it reminds you of mortality too where it's like man we lost carrie fisher we lost leia now we've lost chewbacca and peter mayhew man there's gonna be a lot of really sad nerds out there on the sad sad day when harrison and hamill go
1: oh god the 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 one thing though i hope because it's harrison ford i hope he goes in like a a plane crash like he's flying plane and crashes into the sun or something
0: something epic (laughs) something befitting harrison ford i agree (laughs) he died punching out a grizzly bear in a cigar smoking (laughs) contest
1: after he crashed his plane in the wilderness the the bear tried to take his cigars
0: (laughs) (laughs) it wasn't happening though (laughs) he he shot it with his gun from uh what is it his deckard gun he shot him with (laughs) and then he whipped him with his indie whip because he's all of these things harrison ford (laughs) fucking nerd icon harrison ford (laughs) he's so good you forget the bad movies he made in between those
1: yeah like hollywood homicide
0: yeah again you like fucking no one remembers that you you were goddamn han solo and indiana jones for the rest of your life <laughs> and dr richard kimball and everything else you're you're all these cool things and no one can ever take that away from you <laughs> uh and then when you're sick of those things you're like kill me off so i don't have to do these anymore <laughs> and the fans still love you even after that because like that's all right harrison ford you don't have to do these anymore You've been cool <laughs> enough for all of us. Give give that new kid a chance, whose name I've already forgotten.
1: Uh, Junus, Ju- I can't pronounce his last name.
0: Jamba Juice, yeah, that kid.
1: <laughs> yeah, Jamba Juice. Yeah, he's doing really well as 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 Chewbacca now. Yeah, give good old Jamba
0: Juice a chance. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so that's the news, everyone. That's that's our eulogizing of peter Mayhew, you know rest rest in power chewy wherever you are no no planets can crush
1: you here yeah you go to the big wookie heaven in the sky in, in, in the life day we'll see you at life
0: day we'll see you next life day when we cross the <laughs> rainbow bridge into wherever the hell that is after putting on our red wookie robes okay whatever uh but yeah from there we can actually talk about what we read this week i read a lot this week but not nearly as much as i wanted to same same uh where do you want to start because there was actually a bunch of new number ones
1: uh yeah well let's start with some of the new number ones and let's start with well let's start with like the big dc one which was uh the dc uh year of the villain one shot special
0: right free comic book day i didn't make it out to free comic book day this week that's unfortunately how fucked up my week was but you know a lot of these are on sale online anywhere? They just gave them away for free online anyway, so it wasn't a big deal.
1: Yeah, yeah, I I, I bought the 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 year the year of the villain one. And it was like twenty five cents or something.
0: Yeah, I, I usually like to go and support them, but yeah, year year of the villain attempts the very admirable, but I think ultimately uh, impossible task of trying to tie together three completely separate stories from their three biggest writers and be like no no no. what tom king is doing and brian michael bendis and scott snyder are doing they, they just appear to not be connected but we promise they're actually connected by threads you didn't see until right now are we ever going to hear these threads brought up in the other books probably not but i <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, yeah yeah so we, this is like the big basis of of year of the villains which is uh lex luther giving all the the villains everything they need to finish off their their respective heroes he liquidates and liquidates he, his whole company yeah and he does that by blowing himself up
0: making his own death while also taking over the white house too because he's also come out as this big villainous mastermind it was it was me austin it was me all along <laughs> yeah and, and I, I like
1: that brainiac also questions him about that like, it's like are you sure that's this is, like good idea like announcing yourself to the world like Not, not usually something you do.
0: Yeah. (laughs) To which his answer is, "Shut up, Brainy! (laughs) Don't, don't (laughs) poke holes in this plan."
1: (laughs) I ran the numbers. I took the surveys. I took
0: the surveys. Like again, too. There's a line that is so wonderfully on the nose, but I like it. Where like one of Let Luthor's little assistants is like, "You know, you know, there's no way they're ever going to see you anything as but a villain now." Because like up until now, he's been like a little conflicted. Where it's like, yeah, you know, I'm on the Legion of Doom. But I'm doing it for good reasons. I think the world will actually be much better and happier once they submit to Doom. And you know, oh, I've learned all this stuff about my childhood. And you know, maybe I don't want to go through with it, but maybe I do at the same time. And you know, I was on the Justice League, and I helped in a Justice League. No justice. Nope. Full villain now. Full stop.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, again, like, though, the, like he's going to a villain because he's like realized that, like, right, this is what I need to do mm. to get the to to like save the world, basically.
0: And, uh, oh, and Bane is totally in on the Doom thing, too. Oh, no, we haven't had any meetings or talk, but, you know, really, really in just doing what he's doing, he's supporting the cause of Doom. Yeah.
1: That that really pissed me off, uh, mainly because, like, like fuck Tolkien's shit and, like, whatever he's building up to because it's not going to be worth anything. They should have replaced him with fucking what's going on in Flash at the moment with Hunter Zolomon trying to collect these forces which were introduced in No Justice, yeah. um, you know, trying to collect them and use them to you know fuck everything up. That makes more sense than having Bane, you know, fight Thomas Wayne naked, you know.
0: That that felt like a note. That either felt like a note where yeah. an editor's like, come on, we gotta we gotta try entirely yeah i know you guys all wrote yeah, just,
1: just put one page just uh, of like some art we had you know yeah
0: e- either that or snyder is really nice and he's like well i'm not gonna reference your shit and my shit and i know that ain't gonna happen vice versa so i'm gonna throw you a bone right now and be like no it's part he's part two but he's he's over there but you know he's he's also part Bane yeah, you don't too. need to read it you don't need to read it yeah but but Bane can come to and also to you know then they tie in leviathan where it's like oh is lex Luthor the biggest scariest threat no because also leviathan but luther doesn't know about leviathan nor does he really seem to care about leviathan
1: see well that that that's because i don't think leviathan is like a big world-ending thing because it's only going after these organization stuff uh, but as luther as as luther put in this issue when his assistant asked if he's going to murder superman he's passed all of that stuff Is that's that small fish mm. compared to what he's dealing with now and i imagine that's what he thinks of leviathan if he knows about it
0: right we meet i guess the leader of leviathan or at least their prime yeah. agent he's this weird like you know like squid mouth guy
1: yeah he's got like it's like a mask or something. I'm not sure what it is.
0: It's red on the cover of the book, but it's black inside the book.
1: Yeah, and um yeah, he he approaches Batgirl after they they've been dealing with well, her and uh oliver queen have been dealing with oh, merlin
0: well, well, can i talk about that green arrow yes. <laughs> green arrow Ooh, i hate the superhero community because they lied to me about this stupid bugs fucking... yeah, i'm I've I've just gonna go team up with them now <laughs> also um <clears throat> also the uh the government and the powers that be uh chased green arrow out of seattle he had to leave yeah. and not come uh, back even though he's there yeah. here
1: yeah well when is when is the government telling oliver queen to do something ever works? <laughs>
0: Also, classic Brian Michael Bendis. Yeah, but I didn't read that, though.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, I, I'm not going to read that.
0: Also, I, I didn't get it in my skim of uh, of his Wikipedia page. You're lucky I got that he was in Seattle. I was going to write Star
1: City, so, you know. Uh, but yeah they they get attacked by uh whatever this creature thing is that leviathan sends out to destroy these people uh and and batgirl gets offered a place at leviathan
0: yeah that apparently they're recruiting heroes too being like yeah you know we we all want the same thing and you know you you barbara gordon you're not living up to your true potential you you could be an oracle and i'm like wait was what is is he referencing the old universe does leviathan have some kind of cosmic knowledge of what the universe is before or did bendis just not know that that wasn't canon anymore i'd believe either Mm,
1: yeah either way will work and either way will probably work in his favor somehow
0: yeah that he doesn't i mean as we saw in his superman you know he doesn't know who's leading spiral at the moment he's basically writing spiral like it was in the old universe so who the fuck knows
1: yeah yeah I have no idea what's going on there. But it, I'm interested, though, because it, it is it is a, a, quite an intriguing story, this whole Leviathan thing.
0: Oh yeah. oh, yeah. It's 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 my favorite thing Bendis is writing right now. I could pu- punch a bunch of holes in it, but it's my favorite thing. Yeah.
1: And if anything, we're going to get some really good, like, tie-ins and stuff yeah. with it, with, like, Matt Fraction and Jimmy Olsen tie-ins and stuff like that. Yeah. Stuff that doesn't happen in unusual tie-ins and stuff. It's true. There
0: is going to be some good stuff attached to it. And what was... What was the third story? Oh, the third story was the Justice League saying, "Ah, you know, we can't be saving all these universes from black holes created by the destruction of the Source Wall while also fighting the Legion of Doom. We we need to grow our roster." It's where I'm like, "But didn't didn't you do that? <laughs> you did
1: that. You did that.
0: <laughs> you you literally already did that at the beginning of like Justice League uh, No Surrender. You can't you can't keep doing that." you everyone is already part of the team firestorm is part of the team and gets things to do in this book you can't you can't grow it any more than firestorm <laughs> Like, the only way they could grow it bigger is, like, oh, we need to start letting villains into the team now. Oh, damn a it, crap, it's called the Year of the Villains. Shit, we can't do that. Uh, can we invite the Suicide Squad? Uh, well, they were k- kind of, like, well, you guys were fighting, but then you weren't fighting anymore, and then Killer Frost was a hero, but then you stopped calling <laughs> her. Oh, can we invite the Doom Patrol? Well, yeah, I mean, this isn't really their bag, but they have a show. I mean, I, I guess you can invite them.
1: Let's <laughs> yeah, we'll it. invite every- everyone who... Hey who's already actually technically in this this whole no justice teams we made <laughs>
0: yeah can we can we invite the, the 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 wonder twins and can we invite dog welder and all the weird ass comedy characters from the dcu era <laughs> that's what we need we need a team of just losers of characters people forgot hey it's forerunner and kid doomsday and all these other characters <laughs> That's what I want. They're like, we need, we need the L team, L for loser. We, they, they, they
1: need, they need, they. You know what they need? They need to bring back the the, the age of, of heroes characters. Oh. You know the, the 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 characters everyone everyone likes. So they need the damage. They need, fuck, what was that other? The silencer. Brim, brimstone, sil- silencer, and the electric warriors, and all these people. You know what,
0: Matt? If like New Age of Heroes wasn't a huge failure, I bet they would have done that at this point.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I mentioned the Electric Warriors, I actually read that miniseries and it, it was actually pretty fucking good.
0: Oh yeah, I'm not saying there wasn't good stuff in New Age of Heroes. I think people get that when I say that, oh Joel just hates everything in New Age of Heroes. No. <laughs> there was good stuff there, but it was always bound to fail. It was doomed well, from the get-go.
1: Not only that, it happened at like the worst time it could happen where all the characters it was aping off of came back at Marvel.
0: <laughs> yes, and were good, and it's like, well, I don't have to read these Xeroxes then
1: yeah I could read the real thing
0: I, I I just like the thing I like. I don't like the thing that's like the thing I like. Just let me read and like the thing I like <laughs> words to live by <laughs> I don't know why that was the voice I chose to do that. <laughs> what, what what member of Oasis was that? What what weird Gallagher brother did I become? Ah, <laughs> uh, Joel Gallagher, yes, of course. <laughs> he didn't write the music or sing, he just talked about comic books. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that, uh, th- that was a fun one, if ultimately still a confusing one, because again, I'm like, I don't buy for a fucking second all these stories are connected, <laughs> even by the no, as I no. read i i applaud you for trying but i know you're not going to try anymore after this they this this is the bone you throw the
1: fans yeah it it's just so weird that they tried to ca like connect all of these and they would have been fine just on their own
0: this this is the era of the superstar prima donna writer and i and i don't mean that to snyder as much because he clearly plays ball with everyone else and is very nice but again, King, Bendis, they don't give a shit about what anyone else is doing. And in return, no one really gives a shit about what they're doing.
1: Yeah, and as well, like, um, tying them all together, and it, it feels like they wanted to do Year like year of the Villains, but didn't know what to do. Yeah,
0: it's like they came up with the like, name first, and they're like, well, how do we get there? I don't know.
1: Yeah, or, or they came up with the idea with Lex giving the the uh, villains what they want. But it's like, well, how like, how do we tie that in? Like, could we get a special out of it?
0: Sure, why not? And we'll charge 25 cents for it. Oh, no, wait, that's perverting the idea of free comic book day? I'm okay. We'll, we'll give it away for free then. Which, <laughs> again, the fact that Bendis is on it and they were charging 25 cents for it makes me think, ah, he's got to make that 30 grand payment somehow, huh? <laughs> I, I know i made this joke a couple episodes back but i stand by brian michael bendis coming to your local comic shop picking up bags full of dimes like scrooge mcduck these are mine
1: yeah he comes in if you don't have enough he breaks your legs these are all mine he uses he drops omnibuses on your knees <laughs> <laughs>
0: here's my collected x-men ah that really went off the rails <laughs> halfway through oh i liked it in the beginning what happens? <laughs> yeah i know right <laughs> But yeah, so that was that was Year of the Villain. It's fun, but really inconsequential. But then again, that's most free comic book day issues, isn't it?
1: Yeah, yeah, they're, they're probably, like, consequential for, like, an issue, and then nothing else. I didn't
0: get to read the Spider-Man one that sets up Absolute Carnage, which is a shame, because that actually looked to be the most important one. Nor did I read Jason Aaron's Avengers one, because they said, they basically said, no, that's not tying into anything. This is, we just had to do an Avengers story, and this is what we chose yeah. to
1: do yeah
0: it's just a like one shot. It's just a one shot there's nothing wrong with that. It's for free you know not everything has to set up an event but at the same time too it's like well, you want me to get out of my house right to go do this I gotta go <laughs> I gotta go put on pants and go to my local comic shop on a day I don't normally go to my local comic <laughs> shop.
1: Well, I mean, you could go there without pants, but, but they I don't think they'll leave. like that. They, you're the, you're, you'd be the reason why they closed.
0: <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, do you know who I am on the internet, ISI Cave Joel guy? Yeah, he, uh, he, he has the no pants privilege. He gets to walk around here with no <laughs> pants.
1: He has serious pull here. <laughs>
0: He's got serious, serious pull. He'll badmouth us on the internet about our no <laughs> about our pants policy. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that was Year of the Villain. It's fine. What uh, What else did we have?
1: Uh, we had Deceased issue
0: one. We did have Deceased, the big DC zombie, uh, series that, you know, uh, definitely is not taking place in canon, and I, like, right off the bat, they're like, this is an Elseworlds, to which I raise my hand and go, then, wh- why does it not have an Elseworlds sticker on it, or, like, a Black Label sticker on it? You guys have so many imprints that you're not using, and yet this mm-hmm. ships without a sticker
1: this should have been under black label because this is kind of the stuff that black label should be
0: very much. Why? It doesn't make any sense to me. No. Why does this not have a sticker? Because I think they want people to think it's in continuity. I think that's why
1: you reckon you
0: reckon. I think they, want- I know. I, I know.
1: i got like thousands of comments or not thousands of comments, but like loads of comments, uh, like saying, is this continuity? Is this in continuity? And it's like, no
0: see i got the opposite i got people chewing my ass out for saying we didn't know whether or not this would be in continuity or not and we can tell by this this and this that it's not and like no we knew you should have done research and I'm like well i guess i just can't fucking win with you people sometimes <laughs>
1: yeah yeah i had people ask what what reading order or do i need to read this and i'm like, One, two, three, four, five, Seven, six. Six. You know the usual reading order? You know.
0: But yeah, it's a, it was it was a fun uh, little zombie story there. It's a, this issue is all set up, but it's really good set up.
1: Yeah, yeah it's good set up. It's uh the dark side has been fighting on earth and he ends up leaving on on his own accord because apparently he's got what he wanted and what he wanted was Cyborg because Cyborg has part of the anti-life equation in in his body just just hanging out isn't
0: it isn't it fun to see cyborg be important now i feel like he's getting the post doom patrol rub where more writers are like yeah let's do something with cyborg
1: (laughs) yeah yeah he's just he's he's a macguffin basically in this
0: (laughs) he is he's patient zero it's like you know doomsday is like ah finally i will have the anti-life equation Ooh, but i could do this wrong though if i kill him it could come out all corrupted and everything yeah i'm good (laughs)
1: yeah yeah so yeah we could put the two halves together but but his system will will, will corrupt it because it's it's a linux system yeah. Really. And, <laughs> and it doesn't take these type of files
0: <laughs> and Darkseid's like i didn't become dark side by you know not taking chances let's roll the dice what's the worst that could happen yeah
1: yeah and the worst that could happen is is dark goes insane and claws off his own face and then jumps down one of the fire pits and blows up apocalypse yep
0: that's the worst that could happen <laughs>
1: <laughs> and yeah, the but the
0: uh, got off lucky.
1: <laughs> yeah, and, and and before all this actually happened, uh Cyborg gets sent back to Earth by Desard, who's who, a panicky Desard. Um and we learned that because he has the this corrupted anti-life equation in his system. And since it's in his system, as soon as he gets back to Earth, he connects up to, like, the Wi-Fis and the, the, I, I, all that sort of system. I love
0: that. Everyone's device. So it's like, oh, I just paired with Cyborg. What does that mean? Oh, no. Yeah, death. I love the idea of a virus that spreads via technology and screens. Yeah. And that's what dooms humanity, the fact that we're constantly looking at screens. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, Matt, you and I would be dead in the first five minutes. <laughs> we, we ain't making it out of this one, unfortunately.
1: <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah, so yeah, within like seconds, like thousands, if not millions around the uh, metropolis are infected and 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 Superman finds out and, and and he goes he rushes home to find find Lois and John who, who who's just about to pick up a phone, his mother's phone. But he, but he doesn't because he's dead blasted out of his hands
0: I, I, I like that uh, Damien and John are both little kids in this I like even Tom Taylor's like no that was superior when they were friends and little kids let's keep doing this
1: <laughs> see I know we both know they're little kids but I I had people like like getting angry like literally angry because John was was aged up in this I'm like no he's not he's still a kid it's very obvious that he's a kid <laughs>
0: he's wearing underoos. <laughs> which i like
1: adults I don't, don't wear them
0: <laughs> I, I like that they're both wearing superhero themed like pajamas and of course damien is wearing the batman ones and is yeah. wearing the superman ones uh <laughs> shit's adorable and they're playing video games i like it's just in their downtime they're playing injustice
1: yeah yeah yeah
2: Uh,
0: Damien is swearing online to everyone because, of course, he's, I'll kill you, I'll fucking kill you.
1: Yeah, yeah, he's hunted them all down. He's hunted Noobmaster69 down, all those guys.
0: Damien has very many heated gamer moments, but, you know, when he does it, people end up dead. (laughs) (laughs) Which, again, let's talk about Damien here. He gets probably one of my favorite scenes in a long time with Damien that hasn't been written by Tomasi. And it's this idea that he can't ring home; he can't get Batman to pick up the Bat phone, and that terrifies him. And like his facade of being this tough, like yeah. assassin kid disappears, and he becomes a real little kid for a minute who can't get his parent on the phone.
1: Yeah, he, he can't contact Batman through the the like the phone that's meant to work in every situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and we find out why because Batman's been tracking this this virus, and he, and he learns his computer tells him that like. Like millions have already been infected and billions will be infected, and he learns that his house is still connected to the to the to the system. The, so he has to. The killer
0: is literally inside the yeah, house.
1: Yeah, he has to EMP bomb the house, but it's too late because Nightwing and Tim Drake are infected.
0: Which I like the idea that in this universe, Nightwing and Tim Drake live in the mansion and that all yeah, the Robins and- <laughs> live together
1: and then nightwing and robin
0: (laughs) yeah i like that i'm like this is good tom taylor you're good at alternate universes uh yeah
1: yeah what were you gonna say i
0: was gonna say i'm sure you've noticed too that the majority of the characters he works with here are also the characters he worked with the most in injustice black canary and green arrow get a lot to do and a lot to say in the opening
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. A lot to do, a lot to say about stuff that like came up in Injustice as well, about tracking like certain heroes and whatnot.
0: Boy, boy you know this is an Elseworlds because fan favorites actually get to stand in front <laughs> and talk to the big kids.
1: Yeah, they're part of the Justice League. Yeah
0: as it should be but as it isn't (laughs) it's like you read one of those and it's like oh tom you did this just for me didn't you
1: (laughs) you're a fan aren't you you're
0: a fan i like you tom (laughs) i like you a lot (laughs) but yeah this is just like a real fun real original concept for a thing and like it could have been really easy for this to be shameless it could have been really easy for this to just be like marvel zombies light I like that it's not I like that he's put a lot of thought into this into what what makes his zombies different
1: yeah and and it also like ends with like something I I personally didn't expect and that is like Batman getting bitten and possibly dying or becoming infected
0: is that how it works we we haven't established our zombie rules yet is it Romero rules if Mm. I get bitten do I turn what happens
1: yeah, I I'm intrigued to find out what, what next what happens next issue and like apparently like it just keeps getting worse and worse like in terms of like our characters. Yeah. So I, I'm looking I'm looking forward to that.
0: Down for all of it. And only six issues too. Thank you for keeping it yeah. short. No one keeps it short anymore. Yeah.
1: So six issues, one a month.
0: That's good. I like that. You respect yeah. my time, and I respect you for respecting my time. <laughs> uh what was the other new number one we had this week oh we had the savage avengers they're so savage man yes
1: they're so savage and edgy yeah the marvel's most violent
0: we, the, the, we say they're edgy. They're really not, though, because Duggan no. isn't that kind of writer. Like, no. they definitely sell it as that. was like, hey, are you hardcore? Do you drink your <laughs> extreme Gatorade and eat your extreme Doritos? Well, you're going to love the <laughs> Savage Avengers. Then you read and you're like, oh, this is a cool sword and sorcery uh, comic that just happens to have, like, antiheroes in it. All right. Yeah,
1: yeah. I, yeah, that, that's all it was. It was all set up with uh, getting these, like, heroes or antiheroes into, like, into yeah, into basically Conan's world and into the vicinity where they will have to team up. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Conan's in the Savage Land after we last saw him at the end of uh, Avengers: No Road Home. And I love
0: they imply that they just dropped him off there, like the Avengers, like, well, yeah. we don't we don't know what to do with you, and you're super violent. Go go to the Savage Lands, have yeah. fun there.
1: Yeah, go, go! I like to the think they had him in like a cage, and they like opened it. It's like, be free, be, be free, go, And you're he like stuck that into the into the woods.
0: You, you think he's gonna be okay, Scarlet? Which ah, oh, craw! I think he's gonna be just fine, I <laughs>
1: Uh, but yeah, yeah, he's been there, uh, like, killing his way towards uh, the city of Sickles, which apparently hosts a, an amulet of great treasure, and uh, yeah, of course he wants to steal that amulet. Not sure who he would sell it to, or why he would really want it, but
0: that's every, he wants it. That's every Conan story ever. Yeah, I want yeah. treasure, I want loot, I'm that, I'm the murder hobo of your Dungeons and Dragons campaign. Yeah. I did that first, I made that cool, I'm Conan, I'm literally this old.
1: <laughs> um yeah he, and, he, and it brings him into contact with not only the hand but also wolverine who is there uh tracking brother voodoo who got kidnapped by the hand
0: i love the wolverine conan fight i'm like really you're you're giving this away for free in the first five pages this, yeah, be, this yeah this could be like a whole six issue miniseries conan versus wolverine
1: <laughs> yeah and I, I just love how kind of, it's just like perplexed about how wolverine just keeps getting up from like swords to the head the swords being run through him e- everything conan's, he just keeps getting
0: <laughs> yeah conan's like well in my world i've literally never met a person or thing i couldn't kill so i don't like you
1: yes he, he likes Log- logan of paps
0: <laughs> oh man that that joke that joke got me because on one hand i'm like <laughs> pabst blue rib but on the other hand i'm like logan you are canadian you shame your canuck ancestry drinking an inferior american beer and then i'm like well most canadian breweries are like owned by american companies these days anyway so i guess i have to give you a pass
1: that's logan he, he'll drink whatever's on hand and pabst is
0: the cheapest <laughs> most available beer yeah. ever so you better hey, believe if, it. if
1: this gets to be shit-faced it's good for me
0: Milwaukee. <laughs> Rocky's favorite, Paps. He's got <laughs> Paps Blue Ribbon on his mind. <laughs> but yeah, and then, you know, we get introduced to everyone else eventually. We got Jericho, Brother Voodoo, who gets kidnapped. Man, poor poor Brother Voodoo, man. He just bounces around from team to team. He's got a cool name, a cool gimmick, but they can just never get anything working for him.
1: Yeah, and now he's dead.
0: <laughs> and now he's seemingly dead. I mean, he's on the cover, so I don't think he's going to be dead for long, but yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. So they they end up um, all meeting up there because uh, this this cult is trying to bring bring the marrow god. Uh, yeah, to um, to to Earth There's and another
0: very uh, suitably Conan thing there. It's like oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Well, well it might, might actually be because Conan like mentions he he, he smells something from the Hyborian age it's there.
0: Magic from his world, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, so it it's, it's, could very well possibly be something from, from his world. And in the back of um, my
0: mind, I'm like, Thulsa Doom, Thulsa Doom, when are you going to make Thulsa yes, Doom happen? Yes, he, he's, the, he's the villain people know. When are we going to see <laughs> two snakes joined as one?
1: <laughs> yeah, well, when is he going to fight James L. Jones? That's
0: all I want, because, like, look, he's going to need an arch nemesis, and people know him from the movie, so, like, yeah. <laughs> um, Falsa Doom is basically Purple Man. I can talk you into doing whatever I want.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah. The, the, and this cult needs to bring bring their god about by sacrificing like warriors and strong people and everything. So people like Brother Voodoo, Conan, Wolverine—they are the type. They also get a third one because they bring three coffins to the to the uh, to to the the guy. And he's like, Who the, "The fuck are these?" And it's like, ah, these are baits for the most dangerous man in the world. Mm. And we learn that most dangerous man in the world is Frank Castle, yep. and the hand have stupidly like take like grave robbed his his, his family's corpses.
0: <laughs> Clearly, those ninjas did not read Garth Ennis's run because a, <laughs> a mobster also desecrated their corpses in that series too. It did not end well for them. <laughs> they are fucked so <laughs> fucked. Where it's like, how do you get the Punisher involved in this sword and sorcery story? Oh. Oh, that's a pretty good reason to get him involved.
1: <laughs> I I love the push the Punisher's getting recently with this uh, his, his his own series. Uh, how everyone seems to want to use him in in War of the Realms, like yeah. he's being used like everywhere, like teaming up with Wolverine to go like blow up like uh, frost giants and stuff, blow up the Black Blyfrost and all that sort of he's, stuff.
0: He's getting a War of Realms tie-in series while his own book is going and he's going to be getting a sequel series to the war of realms series the punisher kill crew because apparently it was so good we gotta keep going yeah
1: yeah it's amazing it's a great time to be a punisher fan
0: and he's in daredevil too so like Mm -hmm. yeah you just just can't can't swing a dead mobster without hitting a punisher story Frank also loves to spin dead mobsters and to kill other mobsters.
1: <laughs> That's his favorite weapon. He joins them with chains and uses them like nunchucks.
0: <laughs> they gotta be short, though. <laughs> but yeah, Savage Avengers, off to a cool start. As I knew it would be when you're like, okay, here's the team and here's Jerry Duggan. I'm like, alright, then it's gonna be pretty good.
1: Yeah, that was a really cool beginning.
0: Venom is in it, but he's in a cage and doesn't get to say anything.
1: Yeah, yeah. As yeah, well, he's in like a very small part of the, of 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 it because like he's just just in the. They don't reference him. They just no. just see him, just see him there, and you're like, oh, that's Venom.
0: Because it's Conan who sees him. It's like I don't know what the hell that thing is.
1: Yeah, that which. Is- which is a brilliant use of that
0: yeah exactly use that to your advantage the fact that conan knows nothing about the marvel universe
1: <laughs> oh it's gonna be so much fun also, exploring it through that right uh,
0: also electra is on the team but she's on the cover and not in the actual issue one i'm assuming because the hand are involved she will eventually be involved because wherever the hand goes she's not far behind yeah yeah so uh, yeah that was savage avengers savage avengers is pretty cool it is uh now what else do we have here Ooh. do we want to talk about batman 70
2: i was just about to say that
0: <laughs> let's talk about batman 70 the big big beginning of the new storyline rise and fall batman's finally out of that stupid dream that took forever
1: that stupid dream that took forever and that this story thinks something happened in
0: yeah to which one guy in the comment section was sure to argue with me, being like, no, he went through a bunch of character development issues 68 and 69. I'm like, what? Coming to the trite, uh, you know, done a billion times, you know, uh, assumption that, oh, you know, I, I might be addicted to being Batman and that I might always, you know, punish the people around me because of it. He then also said the Tomasi run was crap because, you know, oh, he did a whole thing that was a simulation. No, that one actually had a payoff and a reason. Yes. This one went nowhere. <laughs>
1: that made sense. <laughs> yeah.
0: But 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 I like that you can't see that. But yeah, so issue 70 he's out. He's out now and he's ready. He's ready. He's ready to fight. He's ready to fight and you might think to yourself, "Huh, you know, we got Maxie Zeus here doing the Greek choir, him working through a gauntlet of villains every page. Oh, this is exactly like the issue with Bane, only Bane was fighting his way inside and now Batman is fighting his way out right down to having Maxie Zeus narrate." Yeah. Yeah, and Calendar Man even says, "Ooh, Batman breaking out of Arkham Asylum. Ooh, we haven't done this a billion times." And I'm like, "Hey, Tom King, hey, Calendar Man, don't don't you tell me how predictable and done a million times this story is? That's my
1: job. <laughs> yeah, it defeats the purpose if you're being uh, meta." in the story it, it, it ruins it for us yeah it
0: ruins the fun if you start lampshading the fact that this has all been done before he even does it with riddler too where riddler's like "Ooh, i bet you want to know the answer of why you're here and who did this and what's going on batman no punch yeah just
1: knees him in the face and I'm like, moves on
0: i'm like ah the series in a nutshell answers are stupid questions are stupider and if you ask you just ask me to get punched in the face by batman
1: yeah yeah this felt like like yeah like a like a commentary on on, on people like us who pick apart this comic for good reason as well
0: absolutely um, we we are the riddler in tom king's mind we are the riddler who ruined his creativity by asking questions and demanding structure and payoff
1: yeah the structure structure in a comic that that has to connect with other things that's going on in the world but doesn't want to uh for sheer reason that the writer doesn't want to
0: this, this issue was basically like a who's who of all of Tom King's detractors, because he was also sure to talk some mad shit about power scalers, too, because, like, ooh, how will Batman ever overcome both Solomon Grundy and Amygdala, two of his most physically imposing foes, at the same time on his own? Page skip. He did it in between pages that's how yeah and then
1: and then laughs like a mentally insane person i'm
0: glad you mentioned What the fuck that. was that i'm glad you mentioned that i have a theory so batman's like oh you know i i am the nightmare you couldn't break me with nightmares because i'm darkness no parents absence of light he basically becomes lego batman for a second and then starts laughing like a madman i'm like oh Oh, are we supposed to believe that actually the nightmare thing totally worked and it totally broke him and he is insane now he just doesn't know
1: it? Well, with that with that you need to let the the viewer in on that. You yeah. need to let the viewer in on that so we know so we're not at the level of Batman so we can see how he reacts to all of this. You
0: need like a <laughs> like a third party to be like, "Oh, Batman's acting pretty crazy, but we only have the Arkham inmates who are crazy themselves."
1: yeah exactly and yeah he he's leaving arkham to go set up his own wall and what one line that really like really got me really mad was like he i can't remember who he was beating up it was before he, he decided to beat up mr freeze after we had that story where he didn't want to beat up mr freeze oh yeah um,
0: well no no you see i went too far and was too emotional in beating him up now i'm not emotional at all when i beat up this man so it's fine <laughs> i left my emotions at the door before i beat up this guy
1: um yeah th- there's this line where like he 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 talks to i'm not sure which villain it was but it's like you th- you think you oh, i was just gonna like lay down in a ball and let these nightmares like happen i'm like yeah there was like two issues there where like you said <laughs> you didn't where, where you didn't want to go you didn't want to leave or anything like and you see you did that <laughs>
0: and you see it's in moments like that too where i reminded oh yeah that's right Tom King started this series subtly taking the piss out of Batman and having him be, like, really ineffectual and have Catwoman need to save him and Nightwing needing to save him. Like, he spent a whole arc there with Tally Al Ghul where he's just bleeding out for three issues while Catwoman saves the day. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's right this we haven't seen tom king like this before the subtly taking the piss out of batman to be like no no no, he's actually a huge hypocrite though because he continually says one thing but does another and then i'm like oh do you mean that is that intentional or did you just not catch that that you were contradicting
1: yourself yeah it, it's probably he didn't catch himself it's so this is a really cool line i'm gonna write this in so,
0: tom king's mind is an interesting place because again as i mentioned with that looney tunes issue from a while back it's like oh Oh, it's all a joke to him, right? See what we see when we actually get all upset about it. When we like try and dissect it too much, it doesn't matter because Meet Meep, he's not taking it seriously. It's 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 kind of like him gaslighting the comic community, being like, "Look, my story is so intricate and so deep, and fans will argue about it. And some people will think it's pretentious, and some people think it's brilliant. The fact is, I'm not even really trying, but they will still fight about it." And they'll you know, like buy it for the chance to fight about it and I win no
1: matter what. He's
0: he's using his CIA brain techniques to set us against each
1: other. This is this is, this is the the new MK Ultra, the the Batman card. We're all gonna he's gonna like say something on Twitter and we're all just gonna like stand up and go like kill some, like, political party member or something.
0: Exactly, that's the, he's been with a
1: Manchurian candidate. <laughs> we
0: all are the Manchurian candidates. That's that's why he's teamed with the greatest artists, because only Gerard's and Janice <laughs> and everyone else, only they can hide the secret MK Ultra <laughs> messages in every issue.
1: <laughs> that, that, that was another thing I didn't like about this issue, how it, like, skipped artists every, like, two pages. Like, that just takes me out of the story. I hate that. I, I want, like, something consistent And it would have been really cool if it was consistent, like because now I think like oh he's in a night he's still in a nightmare because it was different artists through their corresponding villain.
0: Yeah, Um, that's the thing too, where it's like oh, so we've been in a dream, but why does Awake Batman act exactly like Dream Batman?
1: Yeah, and you need to have that thing where it's like okay, this artist is going to do the whole issue to 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 like anchor it in reality basically and like so like no this is reality whereas like lee weeks and tony daniel and all that were all like the 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 nightmare versions
0: we're we're making a strong statement matt with these artistic choices i don't know what that statement means but we're making it
1: it it means we can get these with these artists that's all it fucking means
0: again too i was reminded reading this too because again you talked about the shifting art to a King book I did like, and what's art gimmick I actually really enjoyed was the first issue of Mr. Miracle, where every mm. where every page in that has a different bit of color theory attached to it. For those who studied art and know color theory, it's like, oh, here it's all shaded in blue because, you know, it's really sad. And here everything's in a green haze because, you know, it might be a dream. <laughs> it might not be reality. It's to reflect his own sickness. So it's like, dude, you can do this. We know you can do it. And have it make sense, you just choose not to sometimes.
1: Yeah, it's, it's very strange. It's and, very strange.
0: And then you hear Tom King on Twitter being like, oh, and I'm already working on my next 12-issue you know, maxi-series, which is obviously what he's famous for and what he's gotten the work for and everything and what people are really excited about. To where I'm like, why don't you just go do that then? Because clearly that's where your mind is and that's what you yeah. want to do and that's what the readers want you to do. Why, why do I have to read 30 more issues of your Batman?
1: Yeah, go do go work on whatever that T V show is you're working on. Like yeah. do that, do do you minis, do you maxis, do all that. Just give someone else an actual ongoing that knows what they're doing and isn't like taking the piss out of the character and not like celebrating it. Yeah.
0: Again, I, I bet you I bet you money when his 100 issues is done if his tv show takes off and he ends up going to hollywood give it a couple years and we will hear an interview from tom king being like yes yes the comic readers were not ready for me they they did not understand my genius they did not appreciate me in my time unlike film people that's gonna happen
1: that that's gonna happen well, it's gonna people who actually read his books unlike them uh I'll already say that about it yeah. about his batman book so yeah i wouldn't be surprised if Maybe they massaged his ego or something.
0: Again, I I liked I like Vision. I like Mister Miracle. He is yeah, a, they're really great. He is not a hack writer, but he is a writer who was celebrated way too much, way too quickly, way too early in his career, and because of that, I think he's creatively stunted because he's basically been telling the same story over and over again. Yeah, since Vision. Yeah
1: yeah all, all these books have been about the same topics but they're not uh, it wouldn't be fine if they were about the same topics but different like subtopics in that like yeah. like looked at it from a different way like, but they never do
0: like you could argue the same thing about grant morrison the grant morrison has been writing about the same things for years it's like yeah but he disguises it a little bit yeah oh yeah
1: so much better yeah, so much
0: learn. better like again you can throw that at a lot of writers it's like ah hey, he's just been writing the same material I'm like yeah but you gotta dis, you know disguise it a little better and again maybe he'll learn to do that as he gets older because again Batman is his first ongoing this is his first thing that's ever made it this many issues yeah yeah maybe, maybe you shouldn't have gotten such a green writer or maybe you should have at least given him a co-writer like with Grayson another book I really enjoyed because it was Tim Seeley driving the car and Tom King picking the music yeah let let tom king or let uh tim seeley drive again
1: <laughs> yeah please
0: is all i'm asking let him <laughs> let, let him drive the car uh what uh what else did we have matt after that
1: uh we had justice league issue 23 we
0: did i just read this before we started
1: yeah uh this was this was a really cool issue
0: it was. Lots of interesting ideas where it's like, you know, so we're in a world created by the World Forger that's like the real world, but not quite because, you know, these are all people who were like left over every time the World Forger tried to make a perfect world where the Justice League wins, you know, over the Legion of Doom.
1: Yeah, yeah. And and they're, they're, they're all led by uh, Lois Lane of, of like one of the first ever worlds made Yeah. Um, who, who has survived all of these worlds and has become like this – bitter hardened woman uh, who's the warden of this prison and and she hates that she has to see, like, all these Superman die as well as her son die uh, over and over again because of what Superman has done.
0: Yeah, they're saying that, you know, the only reason that, you know, the world cannot be saved is that because in all these different versions of all these different worlds, you know, Superman's morality, his moral compass wouldn't allow him to agree to the World Forger's deal of uh, being like, look, to stop Doom, you have to kill everyone who's, like, genetically predisposed to, you know, wanting to side with Doom. Doom.
1: yeah his his complete need for being a a hero like was a detriment this time basically
0: yeah where it's like there was no good no win scenario but superman wouldn't see it that way and that's you know what costs earth every time
1: yeah which is why the world forger locked him in his own sort of little universe which uh which batman learns about this issue because it's, it's it comes down to batman basically to choose like, to be the leader and choose, like, do they side with the World Forger and change the world over... Uh, where with the with the crisis anvil i love uh,
0: that that the crisis is an anvil and every time the world grows too out of control or the or the cosmic judges he's talking about readers we're the cosmic judges whenever we're bored or don't judge a universe favorably enough we gotta hit the crisis anvil <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah well we're headed to the they're headed to the shores they're headed to the which is the end of the event um yeah, <laughs> yeah and, and it's like will will the will the anvil ring out at that and yeah, yeah, it, it, it is really well set up. I, I like that the idea of that, like, uh, what Mixel Spitlick is doing on Earth is tying back into this, where he's unmaking reality, and when he gets to a certain point, the cosmic anvil, uh, the crisis anvil, appears, and the World Forger can then sort of hit it and change the sixth dimension with there, with the yeah. the prime universe, and sort of like switch it over. And then hopefully they won't notice the the, the time difference.
0: The, the actual mechanics of it are really interesting and really intelligent. I really take my hat off to Snyder for this to like basically do a story about crises without doing a crisis. Yeah. Yeah. And to also pin it on like the Batman Superman rivalry, which I've never been a fan of, but here it makes sense where he's like, no, you know, most universes end with the, with you, Batman and Superman. You're the last two. Why, why do you think you have six dimensional imps?
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Because <laughs> you're that important, and now I'm going to give you the power to decide, Batman. I'm giving it to you because I know you're the one who would make the hard choice. Yeah, yeah. And seemingly, Batman screws Superman over at the end of this story.
1: Yeah, yeah. He he he, he puts the, the sun too far away in from the orbit so Superman loses his powers and is trapped in the void.
0: And, I mean, you know, this is Batman, so, like, he's got to have, like, a plan B there. It's like, no, 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 yeah. no, I'm, I'm going to move the sun back later. I just had to know how
1: to do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, he, he he knew Superman would be coming, uh, would have, would have found a way off there already or something, or was on the way or something.
0: Or because the World Forger said, you know, this Superman actually got closer to escaping that prison than anyone else because he's the prime universe Superman, and that changes things. Mm, yeah and maybe by doing it this will make superman even stronger mm, yeah
1: possibly make him the make him the old golden age one where he's like balancing planets on his head and whatnot maybe
0: so and maybe batman's like no no no. i knew you needed to be stronger this this was your training montage this was your rocky moment superman <laughs> you had to get <laughs> swole and do a bunch of crunches before you could come back and help us fight the world forger. <laughs> <torture." laughs> I, I do like how the World Forge is like, no, man, I'm not totally evil.
1: No, it, well, no they, they, it's definitely not evil. Like, they have a plan to save the universe. It's just not the way that like Superman and all the other heroes like wanted to do it.
0: It's the antithesis to heroic plans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the ultimate in the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few. Yeah. Taken to that level. But yeah, Justice League continues to be great.
1: Yeah, it's awesome.
0: Yeah. Oh, we didn't talk about War of Realms yet. That also came out this week.
1: Yeah, this this was a we actually had a bunch of like tie-ins and stuff, and yeah. I, I I was a little bit behind and went back and read most of those tie-ins. Um, See, I got
0: to do that. I only read the main one, uh, number three.
1: Yeah, yeah, number three. Uh, really cool. It was like we got they got going on an adventure to find Thor. Uh, in, in Jotunheim while well, a, a group go to destroy the Black Bifrost on Spartelheim.
0: It's, it's strangely paced, isn't it? Because it's like, okay, all these yeah. stories are going to be getting tie-ins, but we're also going to move them forward in the main book? I'm like, well, that's
1: unexpected. Not only that, move them forward in, like, A big way like like move them forward more than i thought because i thought like originally because i knew they were going to be setting up in this book Mm -hmm. i knew i i thought like okay we're going to get them set up they're going to like fight on earth for a little bit and then they're going to realize what they need to do and the end of the book is going to usher them off into their uh their respective tie-ins but this book is like no the 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 Steve's team makes it to, to Jotunheim and then follows the river of... They complete their mission. Frustra- yeah, and then complete... I thought that was going to be their mission. They get there, and then they've got to cross, like, the the, the the frozen wastes to get there and all that sort of stuff. And then the same with um, Frank Castle's team, where he infiltrates um, Spitalheim. I thought they were going to, like, cut it off there and send it off in his their tie-ins where he's got where it's kind of like vietnam or something
0: meanwhile if you read their time it actually takes place all before their actual mission
1: yeah 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 it's it's very strange
0: very yeah i mean maybe there's places they can go with it where it's like okay now they've completed their missions but how are they going to get back to earth because we've seen that uh, daredevil was made the new god without fear he was given, you know Mm -hmm. heimdall's power but he only had it for a couple minutes because they still blew up
1: asgard anyway yeah they still managed to blow up asgard and the rainbow bridge which uh, means, which all means our heroes
0: are trapped behind enemy lines
1: they're trapped behind enemy lines and then freya realizes they need the black bifrost now so they can't destroy it yet yeah they gotta try and take
0: that over i'm like all right all right i can
1: I, I can dig it yeah yeah very interesting in and as well as like making it weirdly pace probably didn't help that like every couple of pages would like show us like one little of like what's happening in atlantis mm. what's the fantastic four up to that sort of stuff
0: i mean i like those in retrospects, but it's like well if that was yeah, important yeah. give them a tie-in
1: yeah 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 like make them a little bit more uh give them a little bit more in the book
0: yeah give a give a little more beef i want more beef with this yeah uh speaking of beef and speaking of a good tie-in uh champions number five was a war of realms tie-in this week was it? Yes, it was the big return of Cyclops, actually.
2: Ooh, nice.
0: Because if you'll recall, when Mark Wade started this book, uh, young time display Cyclops was basically their impromptu leader because obviously he's been re- uh, leading young super teams his whole life, so he was the ideal leader. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the idea is is that him and Havoc and a bunch of the other X-Men are trapped in New York. Still, they didn't, the, the X-Men didn't get to tag along with all the other heroes when they went to Asgard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So they're doing everything they can to, like, uh, defend people, like, in Dodger Stadium. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, like, they're, like, heat-blasting, you know, frost giants that come too close to the stadium. And uh, the champions are going around because they have a new teleporter uh, trying to give, like, supplies and stuff to them. hmm So they can, like, uh, wait out the night. And when one of the kids says, they're, oh, the champions are in trouble, they're fighting trolls in Australia because the trolls have decided to claim Australia yeah. for themselves. Yep and cyclops hears about this and he's like oh shit the champions are in trouble my team needs me
2: mm-hmm.
0: because older cyclops inherited the members of or the memories of his younger counterpart so he totally remembers the time he spent there yeah and that blows kamala khan's mind because she's like whoa that's not usually how it works though <laughs> <laughs> and he's like yeah i know weird right <laughs> Trust me, when you're, uh, when you're an X-Men long enough, you just get used to this crazy crap. And she's having an interesting story, too, because through one reason or another, she's lost all the founding members of the Champions. It's just her now. Oh, okay. Miles is dealing with the deal he made with the Devil. Amadeus Cho has gone off to join the uh, Agents of Atlas, a book that hasn't come out yet yeah we'll, we'll come out
1: this week i think
0: will come out this week nadia pym is dealing with a bipolar breakdown riri and viv have disappeared after their awkwardness and sam is back out in space trying to get his helmet back nice nice so kamal is all alone with a fresh uh, un, uh untrained team and it ends with some really great advice that cyclops gives her as a leader and being like hey you know i'm not going to sugarcoat it for you it's not going to get easier
2: yeah. Okay.
0: It's only gonna get worse. You're gonna have psychic affairs, and then the Phoenix Force is gonna jump into you, and they're gonna call you a terrorist. But no one's gonna write you as a bad guy for years, and Wolverine <laughs> will be more popular. <laughs> <laughs> but but I trust you, Kamal, and I trust the champions, and I know you're gonna come out on the other side of this, okay? <laughs> and I'm like, ah, oh, I miss good guy Cyclops. Oh, good guy Cyclops, like a warm glove. <laughs> <laughs> remember good guy cyclops it feels like it's literally been decades since we've had him yeah and he's like hey have you seen my jim lee costume isn't it nice <laughs> isn't it much nicer than the brown thing wolverine is wearing yeah i agree <laughs> but yeah champions is fun there is one big continuity problem though yeah so miles is dealing with the deal he made with the devil and it's really messing him up and he's in uh he's in abu dhabi right because that's mm-hmm. where the shit went down and he sees the frost giant invasion on television yeah now why does that not make sense matt
1: yeah yeah it wouldn't
0: because in the mcelroy book
1: miles was there yeah
0: Malachus army touchdown oh
1: that that's that that'd be that's like the biggest like discontinuity error of this and like that that the, the books so far have been really good at like keeping it all that that's pretty big
0: Jim up I, I haven't
1: read i haven't read champions yet so yeah i i didn't know that Ooh,
0: Jim up especially is really really good at keeping track of canon and yeah that's that's a pretty huge one and i don't know who messed up on that one was that the mcelroys maybe stretching their celebrity muscle a little bit and being like we want to write about miles but them being like but, but Zubb, well, okay but you know <laughs> <laughs> because yeah that's that's a pretty big mess up right there to have him be in two places at once
1: yeah that that that's pretty bad
0: yeah and again you can't even say where it's like well you know he was in Abu Dhabi after uh after his adventures in the McElroy book and that's like nope nope that can't possibly be because he's watching it on tv
1: yeah wow
0: yeah not uh not great wow okay but uh that aside, though, that wasn't really what the book was about. It was still pretty solid all the same.
1: Cool, cool. Uh,
0: what else um, did we have? I think I think that's almost it for me. I think that's almost everything I read this week.
1: Uh, yeah, I had uh, another War of the Realms tie, and I had the Uncanny X-Men one. Oh, yeah, um, how
0: was this one? Because uh, I didn't read that one.
1: Yeah, well, this one featured uh, Cyclops as well. Yeah, um, busy, busy. Uh, th- yeah this is the uh, the the older cyclops who can't use his powers because he lost his eye okay um, see
0: because he had bandages in the champion book and i didn't fucking know what that was about
1: yeah yeah he he got shot in the eye by hope um and beast couldn't save the eye so now he can't use his powers properly is, is hope
0: still evil is she, she still a uh a hound no
1: no, no, she she's got like the the scars on her, right? Um, but um, she's not. She's she actually appears in this book. Um, so, uh, Scott is like leading this team, but he can't use his powers. Um, so he's leading this his team uh, with Danny Moonstar and Multiple Man, uh, Wolf Spain, all that to fight um, Orphan Taker, Orphan Maker and uh and and the egg person named nanny, uh, real zealist fucking villains um Are and working with Malika. <laughs> No, no, this this is before War of the Realms actually starts. Um, they're they're doing that and they're, they're completely messing up the fight, like they're getting each other's way and everything. And then Danny just suddenly leaves with Magic. Oh no! And and they're like, where the fuck is she going? Like, they eventually stop the villains, uh, and then Magic returns and says that Danny needs their help, and she teleports them to New York, where War of the Realms is in full scale battle mode and everything uh uh, danny obviously was a valkyrie so she got called into into battle
0: that's right i forgot about that nice continuity guys
1: um she she heard odin's call why she couldn't just tell the team she heard it because it's set up like she hears it mid-battle and then just like disappears straight away why couldn't she just say hey guys Something happened in New York, go, go. Well,
0: I assume it's one of those things where it's like when you get cold, it's like when you get your Green Lantern ring, you don't get to decide <laughs> when you get cold, but that's just me.
1: Yeah, uh, so they end up going there and they need to find her because she's gone missing. Uh, they don't know where, um, but they, they end up fighting a bunch of elves and trolls and they end up meeting up with Banshee and Hope and her team, uh, who... Uh, when they are together, they end up getting separated from Wolfsbane Spain, and Jamie, and Scott and Hope end up clashing because obviously they're family. But obviously, yeah. Hope shot him in the face, and it's there's a thing that happened. <laughs> yeah, a bit of bad blood between the two. Uh, Scott Scott is his usual anal retentive self and yeah, wants true. to just protect the team. Doesn't want to do anything dangerous, all that sort of stuff. Uh, whereas Hope goes gung hoing in and um yeah it it leaves the the two teams separated and they they learn that maybe all of the valkyries are dead now
0: which we know that absolutely happened
1: (laughs) yeah yeah
0: (laughs) oops which oh no does that mean they killed danny off panel that's unfortunate
1: it's not made clear it's not made clear no
0: i hope they didn't i like danny moonstar i always thought she was a really underrated character yeah but what is it with me and my love of archers green arrow and his family of characters danny moonstar apparently (laughs) if you just have a bow and arrow i just love you
1: (laughs) you have to be a bit more bit you have to like get up to everyone else's game and when when someone with a bow is able to like take down gods and whatnot that's pretty impressive
0: (laughs) again i like hawkeye and kate bishop too actually yeah yeah (laughs) so is that it for you matt was that everything you read this week
1: I got one more book. It's technically two, but I'll talk about the one, and that's uh, The Green Lantern, Issue 7.
0: Oh, yeah, the Morrison thing that's still going on.
1: Yeah, so last issue, uh, in Issue 6, he ended up stopping Controller Moo and the Black Stars by... They, they had, like, a, a U-bomb, and they were going to blow up the whole universe if they couldn't get their way. Uh, the The bomb was going to go off, so Hal used all of his willpower and all the willpower in the central battery to stop it. And in doing so everyone thinks he's dead everyone cause there was no trace of him left or anything and what actually happened was he got sucked into the ring mm. and he's trapped he's trapped it, it, it's really interesting because a this ring isn't avonser's ring so this shouldn't actually be happening um but he gets sucked in there and he meets the villain a villain of Sirs name merwidden it, it's really it, he's basically like a leprechaun it's
0: more golden age weirdness
1: yeah, and uh, the, the last time we saw that villain was like in the in the 60s or something, where like Ab and Sir trapped him in the ring. Um, and A, it shouldn't work because this ring is Hal Jordan's ring, not Ab and Sir's ring, and hasn't been for a long time. Yeah, well, Morrison um, didn't read that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, this issue, uh, he's trapped in here and he doesn't know who he is. Like, Hal doesn't know who he is, and he's going through like this, uh, the, the Emerald Sands, as they're called. And he, cool. he, he ends up meeting this woman who. Is very clearly a stand-in for Carol Ferris. Um, mm. uh, very made very clear, um, as well as like the uh, the artist Liam Sharp makes it clear on Twitter as well. It's meant to sort of be like her, and and she like guides him through this through this strange world. It's very 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 Morrison world. Um, the paneling as well is not like any other comic I've seen. Oh. It's they they have normal uh, like. Uh, speech bubbles, but a lot of it's written on the actual page, like, not in bubbles or anything. Right. Um, and, yeah, Hal uh, eventually learns who he is, what he was, uh, what happened to him, and he's got to try and get out of the ring, and the lanterns outside in the actual world are trying to help him as well. Like, they learn he's inside the ring, and they're trying to, like, un him. Right. And, yeah, it's it's about him sort of finding himself again and... Ah. learning learning a bit more about himself in the process and and stuff like that and as well as like learning more about carol or not not carol Mm. um yeah but it was a great damn great damn book
0: that's so good i know issue one of that series kind of you know uh what is it scared me off and i'm like i don't know a lot about green lantern and it seems that he's ignoring a lot too so i don't know
1: We were talking about Grant Morrison, how he disguises all this stuff, and he does so well because he disguised all of this in a police procedural. Like the whole Black Stars Stars thing was Hal going undercover in the Black Stars and all that sort of stuff and questioning his morality and everything.
0: And what if I did a story about a drug trip where I got to know myself a lot better? But Grant, you've done that several times. All right, but what if he went inside his ring though, eh? Eh? Eh, What if it was a cop
1: procedural?
0: Ah, but what if it was a coup procedure? Then ah, it's different. But 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 but, but isn't like the Invisibles and a bunch of other stuff you're doing basically cop spy procedures? Ah, yeah, but it's the Green Lantern Corps, they won't know.
1: Yeah, it's not in
0: space. It's, it's not in space. I <laughs> but I didn't do it in space before. I did it. I did it in alternate universes. I did it in <laughs> alternate nineteen sixties. But I didn't do. I didn't do it in space. <laughs> <laughs> well, that sounds fun.
1: Yeah, it's, it's a great book. It's so good.
0: Yeah. It sounds like people were super gung-ho about it, then they stopped talking about it at a point.
1: Yeah, well, I think, uh, I think a, lot of them were, a lot of them didn't realize who Grant Morrison were. I think no. a lot of them were picking up because it's a new number one, new Green Lantern, number one, and then like, oh, oh, oh. And, and
0: it's his first, like, comic in a long time, like, yeah. for DC, his first superhero in a long time. And also, if you've been reading, like, Green Lantern from, like, Jeff Johns to, like, now, chances are you've come to expect a certain thing and, like, they've all followed from on from each other.
1: Oh, yeah, this is completely different from, like, Green Lanterns or Hal Jordan on the Green Lantern courts. Completely another animal.
0: All right, let's take all that Geoff John stuff. Let's just put it away for a little bit. <laughs> let's just put it over here. And then he just takes out a whole big box called Golden Age Weirdness. All right, let's dig into
1: this Golden Age Weirdness. <laughs> and it, it's just, it's just like, like, you open it and it's just, like, a pile of cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> ah, Good. <laughs> And what if Green Lantern fought God? <laughs> and I don't. But what, think... if, what if God was just like a, a, a sun eater, yeah. like despised as God? <laughs> yeah, I'd be okay with that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, then. So I don't think we're going to be able to top that one, everyone. So I guess it's time to start bringing the show to a close. Yeah. Want to thank everyone so much for listening. If you're a patron, sorry you got this a day late. Couldn't be helped. I try and be as punctual as humanly possible. Uh, yeah, this th- this was a shitty week, but I'm glad Matt and I finally got to do the show. I hope you like it. As always, uh, it goes up Wednesday, uh, 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time for everyone else. You can follow us on Patreon uh, if you want to get that first. We usually try and put that up as soon as it's done. SoundCloud Thursday, the day after, where you can listen and download and do everything else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, then, and then iTunes as well. So, you know, lots lots of places you can listen to the show, carry it around with you if you are so inclined. Uh, Really appreciate it, uh, you know, when you give us likes and comments and everything, because that drives engagement, and we need that. Yes. And, uh, yeah, I mean, anything else to plug, Matt? Anything else you want to talk about? Uh, No, not really, no. Well, alrighty, then. In that case, everyone, uh, thank you for joining us, and we'll be back again. Same Comic Multiverse time, same Comic Multiverse place. Until then, everyone, I bid you goodbye.
2: Bye, everyone.